Oh my goodness. Is that? Yes, it is. It's the music that signifies that the best show is back again. And here we are on a Tuesday night, back again. Starting a little late, I was on the phone. What do you want me to do? When the calls come in, I got to take them. Turned out it was somebody trying to sell me solar panels. So guys, I just bought some solar panels. Thank you, thank you guys. Oh, these guys. Why don't you guys go off the grid first? I'll meet you. Seriously, you guys go off the grid. Three mountain men out there. Your Umberto uh, beef jerky. Yeah, take the snacks. Take all the Umberto beef jerky with you. Yeah, yeah. Go see if you got a beef jerky connect, Mike. But one thing you can connect is the dots that add up to a majestic drawing of another perfect episode of the best show. Best show back again on another Tuesday night here 
the beginning of the month of May in the year 2017. How are we all doing? The phone number, 201-332-3484. 201-332-3484. Who did we just hear? Well, it's a band called... The Moon Dogs, and this is a, a record uh, put out by uh, our friends over at Mighty Mouth Music, which is a division of uh, Almost Ready Records, who've put out so many great records that we've all loved over the last bunch of years. And that song's called Walking in the Rain. This is a five-song, 12-inch Originally recorded way back in 1980. It's good stuff. You like that, Mike? Yeah, Mike liked it. Studio's back. You say uh, something Studio's not going to want to hear. We made it without you, buddy. We made it without you. Wasn't easy. Wasn't easy. I'm not going to say it was easy. We got through it. But you were helping by remote. And where was Dudio? Lipstick City. The one and only Lipstick City. Los Angeles. City of the Damned. Los Angeles. City of the Damned. One of the most damned people in history wrote that song. The late, great Gene Clark. You know that song, Mike? It goes a little something like this. Los Angeles City of the Doomed. Of the Doomed. Not the Damned. London was the city of the Damned. Remember when the damned showed up and it was like, I want a man, need a mystery man. Remember? Neat and neat. You can't afford the sandwich. And neat and neat. You can't afford this food at all. So, anyway, Dudio was in Los Angeles. Why? Because he won a contest to meet Baby Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But here's the thing. He showed me a photo of him and Baby Groot. I think he's, I think Dudio was on some kind of prank show and he doesn't even know it yet. He was with like a fern, just like a plant. And he was shaking one of the fern's leaves as if he was shaking Baby Groot's hand. He can't hear this now. It was very sad. I said to Dudio, that's Baby Groot, huh? He's like, yeah, he's cool. And uh, he said, me and Baby Groot went all over L.A. He started saying to me, will you drive me around? I don't have a driver's license anymore since my DUI. Like, first of all, Baby Groot had a DUI. Uh, red flag number one. Secondly, who's saying this stuff? Unless there was a microphone in that thing. Not a microphone, there'd be a little amplifier. And the pranksters on this prank show 
were telling him what to do and they were filming him, that's very possible. It's also a chance studio was imagining everything that the fern was saying. I even now am starting to question whether there was a contest and whether Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 even premiered that week. He said that they got thrown out of the ho- the Roosevelt Hotel. Him and Baby Groot got thrown out right onto Hollywood Boulevard because they were being rowdy. And then he said Baby Groot was hanging out with Bella Thorne and started blowing Dudio off. And the studio thought Baby Groot had a bit of a tood. And now I'm just like starting to wonder if any of this happened. I'm scared to work with these people. Oh, yeah, that's how we do it. What's going on tonight, everyone? Well, let me tell you. Last night I did the uh, the show, this this talk show that's live called Running Late with Scott Rogowski. And it's like a, it's like a live talk show. Well, all talk shows are live. But he does it at a, 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 a different room in New York City. You can come see it. And it was me on the bill. Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers, our uh, friend, friend of the best show. You like Sal, Mike? Right? Not so much. Mike's more of a uh, fan of What's-His-Face, the magician on uh, True TV. The magician who brought, who like projects himself into like a tanning bed. Every third episode, he, uh, he goes from a tanning bed to uh, like a vending machine or something. So, uh, yeah, I did the show. Sal was on the on the the bill, and then Dick Cavett was on it, and that was exciting. Watching Dick Cavett walk by me, wildly disinterested in me. That was a fun feeling. When Dick Cavett said something nice to Sal, and then went to me like, "Oh, you, oh, oh, oh. like some like stammering, complete." Some stammering yet absolute dismissal. Really? Dick, can you blow me off? First of all, what am I going to do? Trust me, dude. It's a two-way street. What was it like when you interviewed... I don't care. You talked to... Remember the time you talked to... Who cares? This guy. Blowing me off. Stumbling by. It's like I didn't stick my foot out. Right? It was very dark backstage. Very dark back there. 
could have had a different impact, different, different uh, ending to your night, Dick. Right? Tell you, walk by me, dismiss. I'm, I'm just all I do is get dismissed. That's all it is. Dismissed. There's a few. There's a few incidents that stick in my craw. The Dick Cavett is just the latest of these dismissals. There's one I'm not going to get specific on. I was backstage at a thing, and then they did a group photo, and I was like, not asked to be in the group photo. And literally everyone else backstage was in the group photo. And I was standing next to the photographer watching the group. Oh, that one haunts me. I'm telling you. Everyone got in the group photo. Except except yours truly. But I get to this thing. I get to this show running late, which is at this room, the slipper room which I guess is like a burlesque place downtown, the village. And I go, uh, I go there and I see one of the, 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 the young men who produced the show with Scott, who's a very nice guy, very funny show. He's a funny guy, very handsome. If I looked like that guy, I tell you, I'd be, I'd be running it. I'd be running it. The guys told him last night he looks like a, a J.C. Penny underwear model, right? You could picture him just in briefs, right? Briefs and a and a, 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 a Hanes white T-shirt. Like he ordered underwear. Looking at a picture, this guy's very very funny, very nice guy. I get there. One of his uh, producers. Oh, I got you a uh, Snickers bar. Okay. Thank you. Go upstairs. Another guy. I got you a Diet Dr. Pepper. What do you guys think I'm fueled? What do you think I'm... You think I'm Oscar the Grouch? Here or what? Which one eats candy on that show? Funzy? Bear? What is it? The one who eats the, the trash. He's blue, but he lives in a garbage can. And he always eats snacks. Which one, which one of those is that? The blue one. Who's always like, oh, I like snacks. Grumpy? Yeah, on Sesame Street. What? What's his name? Yeah. No, this one is blue. He eats snacks all the time but he lives in a garbage can am I combining two of them into one yeah these mop of course guys I'm 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 testing you yeah look if I don't wind up these Muppet fans once every three weeks I I I lose my edge Right now, you know, these Muppet fans are screaming, It's Cookie Monster! Hey, it's Cookie Monster! So, yeah, and then I do the show. It's a lot of fun. show's a lot of fun. Scott's a great host. Good time all around. 
still makes me realize I think I need to do some sort of theatrical thing in a a room. Me, hundred people. Shut the door. Take all your phones away. I do. We do something, but you have to tell people you saw. So. So yeah, this Dick Cavett is giving me the the hi hat. Tread lightly, Dick. Tread lightly. Best show. Yes. How you doing? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Kevin. Uh, can you hold for Steed? Can I hold for Steve? Steed. Steed. Yeah, yeah. He, he was tired of holding the phone. Kevin? So. Sure. I'll hold for okay, Steed. Okay, here's Steed. Hello? Steed! Hi. Hi, Steed. How old are you? Eleven. Eleven? What grade does that put you in? Fifth. Fifth? Yeah. What's going on, Steed? I got a cookbook. You got a cookbook? From Bob's Burgers. A Bob's Burgers cookbook. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know, do you like Bob's Burgers? Yeah. You do? Who's your favorite character on Bob's Burgers? Tina. Okay. So that's a good one. You know, you know, I did a voice on Bob's Burgers, right? Did you know that? Yeah. Well, you didn't because I didn't do one. They've never asked me. Here's the fun thing about Bob's Burgers. The guy who created it, when he had other shows to promote, he knew the best show inside and out. Never couldn't stop hearing from him. Very nice guy. Heard from him to plug that thing all day, every day. And Bob's Mm -hmm. Burgers comes along, and suddenly I guess that card fell out of the Rolodex. Very funny how that works. Very funny. Yeah. Now, Steed, what's your favorite subject in school? Um, math. Math. What do you like in math? What, 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 what do you like? Uh, addition? Subtraction? Coordinates. Coordinates? What's a coordinate? You mean like saying where you are on a, on a, on a map or a grid? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, give me, give me a coordinate, Steed. Negative, negative two five. Negative two five. Now, where would that be? It would be like in a restaurant or a house. Okay. Now, how do you feel about uh, uh, tracking individuals so you just always know where they are, Steed? I don't really feel good about it, but I don't feel bad about it. Well, okay. So you 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 could go either way on it. Mm-hmm. What would you think about uh, you know those chips you put into animals into dogs? Yeah. Do you think we should put them into into people? We just know where they are all the time. No. You don't. I don't. Now, Steed. Yeah. What summer plans do you have, buddy? Um. Well, I was gonna go to summer camp, but I may be going to Northern Virginia. 
Okay. What's in Northern Virginia? First of all, what are oh, the coordinates for Northern? What are the coordinates for Northern Virginia? Let's talk about it. That I don't way. know. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you liked. I thought you liked uh, uh, coordinates. My my, I do, but my my. I, I know a, every coordinate. I think I found a coordinate that Steve doesn't like. So you are in uh, uh, the the coordinates there, right? Yeah. And you're uh, you're uh, you're checking the map for Northern Virginia, and what's going to bring you to Northern Northern Virginia, buddy? A car. A car? No. No, like what? What is the reason you'd go? That's a very funny oh, answer. Um. Well, my grandmother is kind of sick, and oh. I'm that's sorry. where she is. They were oh. going to visit her. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I hope your I hope your uh, hope your grandmother does okay, Steed. Yeah. Okay. I hope she does all right. I hope too. And, and starts to feel better. All right, Steed. You should go. You should get in your pajamas and get ready for bed. Okay. Have a grand evening, and thanks for calling. Bye. Bye. Call soon. Call again. Okay. Best show. Hey. Hello. Yeah. Hey. Yes. Yes. What can I do for you, Chief? Uh, this is Sam calling from Los Angeles. So I was just going to congratulate you on your Rolling Stone article. You weren't in Podmas, but you were in Rolling Stone this article. Week, that, that was not, that was a there was a list that said these are the things to check out. It was hardly an article, but it was hardly very, an article. It was like very a nice. It was very, it was very nice to see. Very nice, very flattering. But when I see that, I'm like, yeah, no kidding. You should listen to the show. No duh, right? But look, I was right. very flattered no, I by the same thing. What's going but on? But not Podmas. They write what? articles about Buffy the Vampire. God Slayer bless, God bless them all. God bless them. The Podmas, they've got the whole thing figured out over at Podmas. They got that thing figured out. God bless them. They got that thing on the day. It's, it's, it's working so well for them. I would never. Yeah, I don't want to talk. Get off my phone, weird, heavy breathing. What's the guy calling from one of those uh, wind tunnels? That you think about where you're calling from, people. Give that some thought. So yeah, so it was a fun night. Thank you to to uh, Scott Rogowski and the uh, the team over there at uh, uh, Running Late. The four there were four guys named Alex. I thank all four of them for having me on the show. It's great to see Sal. It's great to be ignored by Dick Cavett. I'll say this. Dick Cavett made them get those uh, pita chips for him. Right? They're like a bag of pita chips. He didn't even open them. I'm sure he took the unopened bag. That's low. It's low, Dick. Take an unopened bag of pita chips home. You're on my list, bro. Blow me off backstage.
We're backstage. It's the Brotherhood. It's the Brotherhood. And then this guy goes out. He's like, oh, I noticed you didn't have any uh, women on the show. Why don't you leave the bill? Why don't you leave? Why don't you surrender your spot on the bill? Me and Sal sell this place out. Got to watch you show up and tell some st- story about the, the, the Groucho Marx. And look, he's a very interesting guy. I like him. He, he the one that didn't like me so much. Walk by me, just ignore me. Try to say something. Whatever. Whatever. God bless him. Dick Cabot, blow me off. Hurts. Just hurts a little bit. Can't say a nice thing? Can't say a nice thing to me? No. Pat was there. Pat, did you talk to Dick Cabot? Did you actually seriously talk to him? You seriously talked to him. So he got introduced to him. Okay. And how long did you talk to him? You got a good minute and a half with Dick Cavett. Oh, great. Strong grip handshake. Well, whatever. More power. I hope he's on your show. Prove it all night. Right? With Pat Byrne. Which this uh, Saturday you're doing one of those. At the WFMU Performance Space. Saturday, May 6th at 9 p.m. Featuring. The amazing Kreskin will be there. That's exciting. Comedy from Will Miles, Patty Harrison, and Tim Platt. And a surprise musical guest. That I know who it is. But you don't. All I'm going to say. Is. Think about this. What's your favorite kind of bread? Right. Everybody's got the same favorite kind of bread. Right. Right Mike. Yeah. Name a favorite. What's your favorite kind of bread? Pumpernickel. Pumper, no not pumpernickel. You clown. Mike. I could use a cold, but okay, you know what I'm going to call you, Mike? And I hope that you don't take this the wrong way. Would you mind if I started calling you Mamacita? Mamacita? Yeah. Can you bring me a cold drink, Mamacita? Yeah, Mamacita, please, Mamacita, bring me a, a sparkling water, Mamacita. Please, Mamacita. Oh, thank thank you, Mama Sita. <laughs> Is that okay if I call you Mama Sita? Yeah, that's okay. Mama I, Sita. I like that character. Well, you, you are now Mama Sita. Okay. Mama Sita. Feud. It's the greatest. You liked Feud, Mama Sita? We're feuding. Oh, and here's the picture of, yeah, great. Picture of Pat and Dick, Dick Clark, uh, Dick Cavett. Great. Got to blow me off. I tell you. Watch your... And look, I'm not threatening him. Of course I'm not threatening him. Okay. Slightly humiliating to get shown up like that. We're the show, buddy. We're the show. You see me? I start to say something to you and you just... 
Oh. But this feud, I'm saying this. There's a show feud. Season one, Betty and Joan. It's Betty Davis, Joan Crawford. Susan Sarandon, Jessica Lang. It's eight episodes. It's my favorite thing this year. Diff is uh, the, the not difficult people. That'll be my favorite thing later this year. I was talking to Julie Klausner about it, about feud. She loved it. I love it. It's so great. And Mama Sita is uh, played by Jackie Hoffman, and that's uh, Joan Crawford's uh, Joan Crawford's uh, uh, like a like a, a assistant slash maid slash helper. So that's why I'm calling Mike Mamacita. Who's good here, Mamacita? Three. Best show. Hi, Tom. My name is Bob. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, great. I just called up to say hello. You know. Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, thank you for what you did for me because uh, our album's coming out very shortly. We're trying, and, buddy. Uh, We're trying. I think you're going to like it. We're trying. We're getting the word out. We're getting the word out, Avalanche Bob. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and we got exciting things going on. And, uh, oh, yeah, I meant to tell you, uh, the movie is being shown in, uh, in a music festival in Paris now. And, uh, you'll be, uh, that part where you're calling me on the phone is going to be in there. Oh, thank And I God. think that'll help promote the best show, too, you know? And, Tom, uh, Look, Avalanche, uh, as I said, uh, I want to thank you for everything you've done. You, you're one of the nicest of guys course, I you know, know. You know, buddy, you're a talented guy. I'm glad you're glad you're uh, you're having a good time doing the music. You make a lot of people uh, happy, and they have a good time, and it's it's, uh, it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to make things better in the world. That's what my music is all about, and I think it's going to be create a lot of things and. Uh, I, I want you to be so much part of it because you've been so great, you know. No, you're you're you're, you're sweet to do that, sir. Yeah. And I, I I look forward to the movie and the album. Okay, hey Tom, you have a nice night. Okay? Oh, you have a great and night. You you're top of the, top, top of the world, Avalanche Bob. You too, man. Bye. All right, bye. Oh, this is very. Hope he's feeling all right. He didn't do any songs. Best show. Hey, this is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hey, quick question. Um, yeah, what's that, Kevin? Uh, your little brother had a friend named Kevin. I'm kind of wondering what his real name was. I cannot figure out who that was. Well, Kevin, it's it's one of the mysteries of life, Kevin. So I'm not going to get an answer. Um, email me, Kevin. No, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's Andy Earls, Kevin. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. Best show. Hello? Yes, hi. Yes, hello, Tom. This is uh, Jimmy out in Brooklyn. How are you? I'm good, Jimmy. To what uh, do I owe the pleasure in. of this call? I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, I was calling in to talk about the movie, uh, Chuck, the Chuck Wepner movie coming out. I was wondering if you and uh, Mike were going to go check it out. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's got um, 
It's got uh, uh, Liev Schreiber playing Chuck uh, uh, Wepner, the boxer. And uh, it's, it's co-written by uh, my friend Jeff Fierzig. Really? Yes, really. I remember listening to uh, Fierzig on your show not too long ago. Yeah. Um, talking about the documentary. That's exciting. You sure, you sure, you sure, you sure right you heard him. <laughs> is uh, is Matt's in uh, Chuck, do you know? I'm sorry? Is Matt's bar, does it happen to make a cameo in the, uh, the Mike? Movie? We're not sure. We're not sure. We got to see the final movie. Got it. Got it. Now I've seen um, those ESPN thirty for thirties that Chuck was in. And some of that stuff was shot in masses, which I was really kind of blown away by. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's uh, this movie. Uh, I'm interested to see how it is. I hope it. I hope it's magical. I hope it's good too. My um, my favorite line in the trailer. Um, he walks into like the classroom and he says to like the teacher, whatever. My name's Chuck Wepner. <laughs> he says his daughter's name. I'm her father. I'm the heavyweight champion. He hesitates for a moment, and he says, of New Jersey. And I started laughing because, uh, obviously, Chuck Wepner is never the world heavyweight champion. Well, he was of New Jersey. Yes, he was the New Jersey heavyweight champion, I guess. Where are you from, Chief? Uh, I'm originally from uh, Kentucky, but I've been living in Brooklyn for 11 years. So. Okay, Brooktucky. Brook, there you go, Brook Tucky. Is that what you call it? That's what they call yeah. that Brooklyn, Kentucky uh, pipeline. You know, we've got, a, <laughs> we've got a little neighborhood over here. We, uh, you know, Brook Tucky crew. And what do you guys get together? You watch all the games? Uh, no, nah, I'm not a, I'm not a, a huge uh, sports fan per se. What do you get? To, you do you get together? You listen to Squirrel Bait? <laughs> yeah, we watch some, uh, we watch some horse racing or something like that. You know. When is that horse race? That big horse race. I think it's I think it's coming up this weekend. Is it this is weekend, Mike? Which horse do you think is, is everybody enjoying? Oh, I have I have no idea. The only horse I know of um, was one back in the nineteen eighties called Sunday Silence. I only know because I won like a a pool. Like it was I was in a a, a derby pool and won. Sunday silence. Maybe I gotta buy Maybe. a horse. Maybe that'll fix everything. That's a, that's a lot of money. It's an easy it's way a, to make money, right? Yeah, it sounds seems like it. You know, you just get a trainer, just run the horse all the time. What uh, a team, do, Tom. Look, I could do with it. You gotta, I gotta keep the costs low. I could probably do this without a trainer, right? Uh, Mike, possibly Dudio. You think Mike could be a jockey? <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about Mike, but. Uh, um, Possibly Pat. Yeah, maybe Pat could be a jockey. You know, you need a, you need a thinner guy. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I might go buy a horse. If anybody's selling a horse, let me know. There you go, horse trading. You know, it's one way to get by. Maybe we'll get a horse, and I'll. Uh, I'm sure if I get a horse, I could just scream at it until it starts to win. Right? Is that how that works? I'm pretty sure either that or it's uh, the bunny rabbit, right? Or is that dogs? I can never keep track. That's what if I'm just like, come on? Track. Come on, you gotta win. <laughs> I ain't got nothing going on. Win for me, horse. Win. I think that's I, pretty I'm inspirational. Gonna go, I'm gonna buy it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm buying a horse. That that, that does it. All right. You've changed my life. You have a great night. Excellent. Now, I do want to say, uh, my uh, the next caller. It's a little bit of a surprise. I didn't want to hype it up. Uh, beforehand uh because 
somebody who I think is, uh, yeah, there's going to be this is a special guest. Somebody we have not spoken to and uh, somebody I've admired for a long time. It's, uh, you like football, right, Mike? Well, this guy played for the Giants back in the 80s, from 83 to, I think, 87, where he set a, a he set some rushing records that, that still stand. And these, everybody remembers when he scored two touchdowns in the uh, in Super Bowl twenty one, of course, when the Giants came from behind to beat the Broncos, uh, which was also his last ever NFL game. And then he went on to have a really uh, impressive career and interesting career uh, post NFL. Starred in a few uh, TV shows, and I'm sure everybody is screaming at their at their uh, computer now that they know who this is. It's Dick Blevins, and uh, he's a legend. Can only be talking about one person. It's exciting to have him on the show. Let me. Hey, uh, Dick. Hey, Dick. It's great to have uh, you on the show. Thank you for calling in, and it's an honor to have a real life NFL Hall of Famer on the best show. Well, thank you, Jimmy. You know, it's a real pleasure to be here on Great Times. Uh Uh-huh. Well, my name's Tom, and the show's not Great Times. It's called The Best Show. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I just... I just got that wrong here. Sorry. You know, I, I, I'm a little confused right now. I just, I just got back from Sirius XM, uh, where I was doing an interview um, with this this young guy. Um, You you might know of this guy. it was hard to tell just how old he was. It was very odd. Like, he seemed like an adult, but he dressed like a 15-year-old boy from the 80s, and he was wearing a big, like, oversized shirt that said UFO on it. Okay. Okay, and, and he, he was a big Giants fan. Like, he, he knew his stuff. But every time we get into a groove, you know, to, talking about the old days and the, the great games and the Super Bowl, um, he'd say that some musician that I'd never heard of was a good friend of his. And and then he got distracted by this text from something called John 5, and then the interview was just kind of all downhill from there. So I'm just kind of, you know, still kind of recovering from that, I guess. Sure. I, I think I know who that probably was. It was probably Eddie Trunk. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. At one point he took off the UFO shirt and put on a shirt that said Angel. Yeah, that I would be shocked if that was anybody other than eddie trunk got it okay well um you know i'll tell you also my brain is still in the bahamas the bahamas yes yeah what what's what what was uh what's all about the bahamas for you? well i was down there with the neutrosfeld gang on their corporate retreat it was a total blast um tell you man the beaches down there in the bahamas spotless and the accommodations were first rate and the food, as you can imagine, with Nutrisfeld, it was it was exquisite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you had a, a, a trip uh, that was literally the opposite of the uh, the fire festival, huh? I'm not. I'm not sure. I know what that is. What is? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um. Well, I guess let's get back to the football. Yeah. Uh, Dick. There's so much through your career that I'm dying to talk to you about that I want to discuss with you. And uh, this actually, 
is a big year because it's the 30th anniversary of uh, the Giants winning that Super Bowl and the 30th anniversary of those two amazing touchdowns and of your final NFL game. It's it's crazy, isn't it? It's it's. Uh, I mean, I I still can't believe it's been 30 years. It seems like yesterday. You know, it just seems like. You know, things like things that happened so long ago in the past, but they were such a big deal. They're just like, it seems like you're still living in them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it just feels like you know a second ago I was parading that Lombardi Trophy over my head in the locker room. You know, while Mark Bavaro was blasting "Touch and Go" by Emerson, Lake, and Powell on that on that ghetto blaster that he always carried around, and you know, of course, we were spraying each other with showers of white liquid, just having a great time. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, that that was a great thing. Um, yeah, uh, I just said the ghetto blaster might not be the greatest phrase in 2017. What um, do you mean? I don't get it. But eh, it's a it's it's a it's a very loaded offensive. Uh, Thing, I believe. Well, I'll tell you, we got loaded and were offensive that night after after everyone cleared out of the clubhouse. That's uh-huh. for sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys were really partying down after we winning. were. We were, but you know, I'll tell you, I, I just feel so blessed to have been part of that of that team. You know, we were a true unit, and we we came together with that one common goal of bringing the aforementioned um, Lombardi Trophy to New Jersey. Sure. You know, it's, I'll tell you, it's like Steve Herbers, the CEO of Nutrisvelt, says, uh, no achievable goal comes without focus, drive, and clarity, and it, he's so right about that. That, those, I guess that is a, that's fair. If you're going to really do something, what was it, focus? Focus, yeah. drive, and clarity. Sure, that, that kind of adds up to... A winning formula, I guess. And when we did, and I'll, I'll tell you, that that win was was extra sweet. Not only because it was my last ever game, as you mentioned, but you know, I'm a Jersey boy to the bone. Yeah, that's true. You are from, uh, you are a Newbridge native, if right? I'm... Born and raised in the slums of Little Hungary. Uh huh. You know, it's a the section of Newbridge that. Uh, a lot of people don't don't uh, a want to talk about and b don't want to know about. Yeah, it's uh, it's like Newbridge's secret. Uh, I don't want to say shame because that sounds uh, mean to the people who are there and they're just kind of doing what they can. Well, it's true. You know, it, it was a very hard scrabble existence. You know, we we. Uh, we had some of the hardest Scrabble games that I, I've ever been involved with. And, and uh, you know, so that's, you know, it was, it was definitely a winner-takes-all, you know, uh, kind of aspect of those games. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, like, uh, you get to choose what you wanted if you won the Scrabble game. Okay. And sometimes it was a hand. Sometimes it was what? A hand. A hand. Yes. Like a human hand? Absolutely, yeah. Wow, those are rough streets. They are, yeah, you know, and those were tough times too, Tom. You know, and it's 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 a cliche to bring up goulash, you know, when you're talking about Hungarian culture, but it really was all we had, you know. Um, it, it at times it, it was it was used as currency, and you know we brush our teeth with it. It was it was it was uh, pretty much the only bright spot to our our dim existence. Was goulash? Yes. That's. That it's that's 
that's a that sounds like the kind of childhood that kind of spurs you on to 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 be the the greatest version of yourself. If you absolutely can. yes, yeah, and you are also. Uh, Dick, you played college ball in uh, in the area as well, right? Yeah, that's correct, Sean. Um, I went to Quinn City's A and T. Uh huh. It's Tom and oh, um, sorry. It's 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 what is it? Tom. I don't know why that's not sticking with me. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. That's okay. What do you think my name is now? Bert. Bert. Okay, it's really not sticking with you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, n- no worries. Okay. Um, if, if, uh, can you, I guess in the, in the field of corrections, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but doesn't the, uh, the A and T in the Quinn Cities A and T stands for, it, it, it doesn't stand. Like most schools, A and T is agriculture and technical, not that for, uh, for, uh, the Quinn Cities, uh, A and T. No, no, it's not. Um, it actually stands for agricultural, uh, and television. And television. And, uh, you know, I, I had a double major at that point. I, I was doing agricultural engineering and also uh, advanced sitcom acting. Oh, okay. Yeah, and okay. I'll tell you, the latter served me very well in my post-football years. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it definitely did. You you are a uh, true... You, you've, you've, there's a lot of chapters in the book about Dick... Blevins. Use the R word. You can. I don't care. The what? Renaissance man. Actually, Ren- that's, that's two words. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess you're a bit of a renaissance man. What's this a bit of stuff? Okay, well, it's a, it's a turn of phrase. I guess you're a renaissance man. Is that better? No, you, see, you said I guess. It's still like you're not okay. sold on it. You're it's a like renaissance man. Okay. You are You know what? You are definitely a renaissance man, uh, Mr. Blevins. I accept that. Thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, I um, I guess we can talk more about the TV stuff uh, later, but I still want to just hear, hear some of this football. Uh, oh, sure. Well, you know, um, po- post-college, I, I got drafted by the Giants in 83, and that what a thrill that was to, to not have to even leave the area. You know, I, I didn't have wow. to go cross-country and start a whole new life. I was able to stay in New Jersey and... Uh, I tell you, man, what a gift it was to be taken under Coach Parcell's wing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I might start, you know, getting misty talking about him, but a true teacher of both football and life. You know, uh, the life stuff being even more important than the football, um, all the football things I learned from him. And, uh, you know, Co- Co- Coach Parcell's always said, um, it may look like you're carrying me on your shoulders after victory, but you're really carrying us all during that. It okay. It may look. What was it again? It may look like. What's that? Was that quote? Yeah, it, it was. It may look like you're carrying me on your shoulders after victory, but you're really carrying us all during that. All right, and that's he didn't write that. That seems like he maybe said it in a. It's it's I get the intent of it. It's very No, he wrote it. It was it was on the back of our of our t-shirts. I'm not sure about the all during that part of the if he wrote that. That seems a little clunky, but uh, that's I'll, I'll be glad to send you a t-shirt with it on. Um uh, you know what? I would take you up on that. Okay. I'd I'd love to get a shirt uh with the with that catchphrase on it. Okay. 
You sound like an extra small. Uh huh. Right? Um, no, probably a, a large, extra large. Oh, okay. I would not have put that voice with that size. Okay, that's interesting. I would have guessed what the four eight. Are you four eight? No, I'm a little taller than that. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. But you know, it's funny. Uh, Coach Parcells. Motto there, it's it, it's very similar to the sentiment uh, to the Nutrispelt motto. Okay. Which is, of course, the bestest version of you is not the sum of you and you alone. It's all. Okay. Okay. Um. Can Can I ask you about the when you did join the Giants? Uh, oh yes, sure, of course. It was you were there from eighty three to eighty seven? Right. And what what was that run like? I'm, it, it, it was just the greatest. So we worked really hard. You know, those practices, those two days were, were something else. And in the summer, it's, you know, it's, you do feel like you're going to die out there. Uh, you know, I played hard, and to be truthful, I partied just as hard. Mm-hmm. And we were a wild bunch of guys, and we loved to have a good time, <laughs> sometimes too good a time. And, uh, you know, I met so many great people, and I partied with so many great legends from the entertainment world. Oh, really? my God. Really? Really? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, anyone, yeah, yeah. Anyone come to mind? Oh, my God. The cream of the crop. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Fred Ward, uh, Cy Kernan from The Fix, uh, Rutger Hauer, uh, Jerry Spicer, uh, John C. McGinley, uh, Frank Beard. Who else? Uh, Treat Williams. Uh, Bobby Dahl, uh, Paula Poundstone, mm-hmm. uh, the Fabulous Thunderbirds, wow. uh, uh, John Lightman, uh, Mark Hamill, who else? Uh, oh, Merle Allen was probably my my main hang back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's those are some real heavy hitters. Especially Good stuff, the, right? Big, big ones. Uh, I also dated a slew of uh, total hotties. Huh, like any any names you can give us? Uh, yeah, uh, Samantha Fox, who else? Uh, Kelly LeBrock, uh, Anne Julian, Maria Conchita Alonso, uh, Kim Wilde, kids of uh, Kids in America fame. Sure. Yeah, we got down all over the place. Wow, that's a, that's a crazy list. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you, man, those, uh, those hard partying days eventually caught up with me around, uh, summer of 85. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, by that point, I had a serious lemon chutney addiction. Wow. Oh, my. I haven't heard that in so long. Lemon chutney. Wow. Yep. That drug was a total nightmare here in, in uh, New Jersey. It ruined so many lives. And, you know, oh, my. Well, I don't have to tell you, but for your listeners that might not remember it, people would take this and and... You'd be tearing your face off and feeding it to your pet zebra. You know, remember that that whole pet craze, that zebra pet craze in the mid '80s. That was that was a whole thing in and of itself. When everyone needed, when a zebra was the pet to have. Yep. Yep. And suddenly there was like a weird influx of zebras, and then people just as quickly lost interest once they realized that zebras were mean. Yep, very mean. The meanest animal, probably. Then they were just letting their zebras loose, and now the ta- there's still that zebra. Every once in a while, you still see a wild zebra. Yep, and and the the bad thing, and it's t- it's tied to this, you know, the 
lemon chutney thing, those zebras, when they were young, they got that taste for face, you know? Mm-hmm. And now they're just going around doing, trying their best to do some face grazing. To eat people's faces. They do, yeah. Wow. That's, uh, you know, yeah. I guess if you think about it, they're kind of the bath salts of the animal kingdom. Wait, lemon chutney, lemon chutney, or, or zebras are. Zebras are, yes. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Got it? Yeah, I got it, Dick. I, I wasn't being smart. I, okay. I was, it oh. didn't sound like you, you grasped the, sorry, the, no, you're the, right. I the science over, I was flowing to I you. I maybe overreacted. Okay, I apologize. Well, sounds like <laughs> someone I'm talking to might be on a, uh, Little uh, lemon chutney high. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just busting your bees, pal. Okay. Well, that's, that's a, <laughs> all right. That's cool. So look. So at that point, you know, I'm I'm really in bad shape, and uh, Coach Parcells he puts me in this evangelical rehab center, uh, which you may have heard of, uh, called called Heaven House. Huh. Yeah, I've heard of Heaven House. And that's where I had to go to kick my addiction warm turkey. You kicked it what, cold turkey. No, warm turkey. Warm turkey is where you continue to get aft up, but but in smaller incremental doses until you're, you know, you're clean. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that as a means of kind of. I didn't know it's called warm turkey. I've heard it of is, people kind yes, of lowering. Yeah, and then there's hot turkey, which is where it you know it, you basically you pretend to 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 be stopping you know for your doctors, but you're mm-hmm. not really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That. So you you quit warm turkey. I did. Yes. Yeah. And that uh, that was a, a crazy. Uh, that's a that's kind of a capper to a very very intense crazy era. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of weird stuff during that time. Yeah. Sure. Well, one thing that I I have been dying to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um. You actually made a few, like, records during that time. I did. I did. Yeah. It's, um, I'll tell you, it, it, it's not something I really, I really want to be known for. And, you know, when I, when I do eventually kick it, I, I, I prefer that, you know, that, that not be anywhere in my, in my story. But, uh, yeah, I had, um, I had a bunch of musician friends back then, um, and I had a pretty decent singing voice, so I would, because I was famous, you know, I was famous as, a, as an athlete, I would get these offers to record songs. Mm-hmm. And, and the records were, um, and I'm, again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, but they were, they were weird records. They were very strange. They were, and, and I'll tell you, I, I was getting clean at, at that point, and then, I'd relapse, you know, so I'd get clean and I'd relapse over and over again during those off-seasons, because I didn't have anything else to do. And I'd get really gung-ho about being, you know, wholesome and clean, and I'd cut a gospel record. Uh Like uh, uh, one was called Bathed in the Holy Blood of Sobriety. And I'd do um, these these church appearances where I'd, I'd go, you know, and I'd, I'd sing and I'd kind of, I'd preach my story, you know, about about being down and out and then, you know, finding my way and that sort of thing. And then, you know, inevitably I'd go on a bender and I'd get all messed up again and I'd fall off the wagon and I'd go in and I'd cut a song like, This D Isn't Gonna S Itself. 
and I do a run of shows with uh, like a band like Anti Scene from Charlotte, who I'm, I'm sure you know is having a, a Gigi Allen connection. Connect, definitely, yes, they had a they they were kind of in the same uh, pipeline. <sighs> that was a loss, man. I'll tell you, I still can't believe how long it was. Nineteen ninety three that he he passed on to thine heavenly kingdom. Yeah, and he um he loved football. He did. I'll tell you. No one knows this. This is a, this is a bombshell revelation. Mm-hmm. The jockstrap he's buried in. Yeah, that was mine. Wow. Oh, I don't wow. want to tell you how he got it or how mm-hmm. I gave it to him, mm-hmm. but uh, but he loved he loved the old pigskin. He did. I I remember hearing stories about Gigi Allen before shows. Right. He would always tour with a football. And that he would just look for people he could just throw throw the ball around to kind of get loose before a show. Yes. And I remember hearing, and maybe you can confirm this, mm-hmm. he had a real cannon of an arm. He did have a real cannon of an arm. And uh, it's funny, nobody could, could catch those balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, nobody wanted to catch the balls because he, he put something on the balls before he'd throw them. Which is kind of the opposite of what a quarterback would do. Exactly. You don't yeah. want to make the ball uncatchable. Yeah, he would. He would kind of slather it with something. Ugh. Yeah. Wow, but that yeah. uh, you know, that was a crazy time, huh? It was, yeah. But you know, thankfully everything evened out. Uh, you know, by by that time of Super Bowl twenty two and the the win, and um, that was January of eighty seven, and. Um, by then, I was very much on the road to a full recovery, and um, you know, I, I've been able to remain healthy both mentally and physically ever since. That's that's truly great to hear. Yeah, thank on. you, thank you. And I'll tell you, a big part of that is the support and nutrition I get from Nutrisfelt. Uh, you know, I found that Nutrisfelt is, is the. Um, Can I just say we're? we're uh, I, I just want to keep things more kind of career based, if if you don't mind. Okay, um, sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been getting a lot of tweets from listeners, uh, and they've got some really good questions. Would, would that be something I could ask you uh, a couple questions? Oh, of course. I, I would love to hear from my fans. Uh, Absolutely. Here's someone at Andy Kindler writes, You've worked tirelessly for the NFL Players Health Fund. Where would you like to see things headed in terms of health care for veteran players? Well, thanks for that question, Angie. Um, you sound like a very bright girl, and uh, I, I would love to meet you in person someday if we ever are in the same same area. Um, but getting to your question, um, you know, it's so important to look after our vets and to keep them healthy in terms of, you know, everything from medical attention to whatever treatment they might need and, and uh and also, of course, to diet. You know, a, a lot of these guys were, were so on top of their physical upkeep while they played the game. But, you know, then, of course, when they stopped playing, they want to eat all the things they couldn't eat before. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to they wanna just, you know, have seconds and thirds of dessert and things like that. And um, they stopped taking care of themselves. Uh, and when it comes to diet... That's why I love Nutrisvelt so much. I think it's a wonderful program. And, uh, you know, from everything from their deliciously naughty yet low-calorie triple fudge drizzled peanut butter nubs 
to their pepper rubbed, super savory Salisbury steak balls, Nutrisvelt has something for everyone who loves good food, but also loves looking and feeling great. Uh, here's another one from uh, Hallie Hagland uh, asks. There's been a lot of debate about whether or not young kids and even high schoolers should participate in football because of serious injury risk. What's your opinion? Well, thanks for your question, Hal. You sound like a very nice young man. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do think it's a very important discussion that, that's taking place now about our, our children and whether or not football is, is safe at all for them to play. Um, and I, I do think a lot of factors need to be weighed, um, including diet. Let's be honest. You know, so, so many of our of our kids don't know the first thing about portion control. And I'll tell you, that's why these Nutrisvelt prepackaged fun lunches are are such a godsend. Your kids get a balanced yet nutritious lunch that tastes great and won't leave him or her hungry. Mm. Okay, we got one more question for uh, Dick Blevins coming in here on uh, Twitter uh, from uh, Jake Fogelnest out in uh, Hollywood. Whoa. He wants to know. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, hang on. What's that? I, I, I don't know who, who that is, but I'll tell you one thing. What's that? That name commands respect. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, and I'll tell you, there's... There's no way a cat with a name like that isn't verified. Verified? Right? He, he is verified. I yeah. knew it. I could tell. I could just hear it. You could hear the blue check. I could, yes. Yeah. he uh, He's verified, and uh, it's it's not easy getting that blue check. My uh, The guy who screens calls for the show uh, still doesn't have one. Is that right? No, still can't get the blue check. Oh, man. I guess maybe it's who you know, this, uh, this Fogelnoost? Jake. Yeah, is he like a TV on show or something? What's going He's on with him? He's a TV uh, uh, writer and producer, yes. Ooh, okay. Got some heat. Sounds like some, some heat there. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, he, he's, I think he does have some heat. What yeah. kind of music is he into? Sounds like he might be into, let me guess. What would you guess? I will guess. Who's the band that did the song? Correct that whip. Bum, 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 bum. Yes, uh, actually, it's, it's D- called Crack That Whip. What's it called? Uh, it's a song called Whip It, actually. Whip It. And that's by Devo, and he is a big Devo fan, yes. See, I, I, I'm kind of psychic. I'm, I'm like musically psychic, I think. Wow. Um, anyway, yeah. what's his question? His question is, uh, he wants to know, uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, Jake's a TV uh, fan. He wants to know which of your TV acting experiences were your favorite. Oh man, you know they they were all great experiences, but uh, you know they were they were all kind of different in in their own way. Like uh, you know, take Father Football for instance. That, that was a, a situation comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I like that show a lot. And uh, would you hey would you be able to give people who might not know the show like younger listeners uh, a kind of a quick quick uh, description of what Father Football was about? Sure. Um, Father Football, uh, it, it's the story of, of a former football legend named Gregory Grit Grummond. It's a great name, right? Yeah. And after um, a great NFL career, Grit looks himself in the mirror, and he realizes, hey, my life has no purpose 
at all at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm done with, with football. That was all I worked on my whole life. Uh, so what does he do next? He decides to become the chaplain for the football team he played for. But due to this weird snafu and this red tape, he finds out that he has been appointed the chaplain of a team that's playing in the women's football league. A little twist there. Yeah. Now, he's the kind of guy who thinks a woman's place is in the kitchen, most likely serving up one of those delicious Nutrisfeld shakes, right? But now he finds himself spiritually counseling women about their moral dilemmas, very odd situation to find yourself in. So he's so far out of his comfort zone. But he continues to preach the good book to his flock from behind this regal oak podium. You know, to, trying to get them to realize that the path to heaven is uh, is paved with a strong offensive line. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a fun show. Really fun. We had such a blast making it. It was really great. Yeah, and uh, you you actually that was not your only your only endeavor. Um, oh no, no, no. And you 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 did after after Father Football. There was a, a sitcom. It was more of a political show called Mr. Secretary. Yep, that, that was a fun one, too. Um, I played um, Teddy Touchdown Mulcahy, and uh, a, a player who, who gets injured in the Super Bowl, okay, and he's he makes an interception, and he's running for a touchdown when his knee basically just explodes on the one-yard line, so he almost makes this touchdown, but he's out. He can never play again. And the team loses the game, and basically this guy's the joke of America. And you know he's he's in, he's in his hospital bed, and he's thinking, do I even do I even want to live anymore? And he gets a phone call, and it's from the president of the United States. Turns out the president was watching the game at the White House, and he feels really bad for Teddy, so he offers him a job to be his new press secretary. All right, yeah. and since since Teddy's out of the game, he's got nothing else to do. He accepts the job, and suddenly he finds himself going from the gridiron to the political football field. Yeah, and so you know, like uh, like this guy Sean Spicer, who I'm a big fan of. Um, Teddy's in the press room every day, and he's briefing the press about what's going on, and he's standing behind this this really cool oak podium, and. Uh, <laughs> Tell you, if, if he thought he knew what it was like to get sacked before, he's in for a very rude awakening now. Yeah, it was, it was, it was something else, and it was uh, to see you there doing the show from from the like talking to the press. Yep, up there with that podium and just doing your thing. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, a very a very different kind of show than you'd expect from from a, a professional athlete. Well, thank you, thank you. I think I, I I was particularly good in that one. But but I'll, I'll tell you, the show I was most proudest of was the Moving Man Mysteries. The moving, the Moving Man Mysteries. I don't know about this. You don't remember that one? No. Well, you know, it, it was a summer replacement that only ran for eight episodes, and basically the brass at NBC pulled a combination choke job slash ball drop on it, and. It, it, it just didn't have had the time that it needed to find an audience, so that that was very that was very disappointing. Now, what was the Moving Man Mysteries even about? 
Well, it was a story of a moving man named Bill Boxinski, who went by the name Box. That was you know his, his nickname, okay. and he ran a moving company. But you know, there's, there's something a little different about Bill. In addition to lugging boxes, he was also a detective. And he solved crimes while going into different houses to move packages. So, like, one time he's moving a dresser and he realizes, hey, there's, there's dried blood on the corner of this thing. What's going on here? So he digs deeper and he realizes that the, the owner of the house was murdered. But they found his body in a car accident. That's where, that's where he was found dead. So Bach starts piecing things together to determine eventually that the victim was killed in the house. And then the body was placed in a car which had, you know, had a, a, a brick put on the, on the gas pedal. You know, so it exploded and went into a wall or something. So, and, uh, you know, he, so he, he, would, he would find things like that. He would solve crimes like that. And the, the cool thing about it, the cool twist was that he was always solving the cases while moving things. Mm-hmm. So you know, so he he was he was always standing behind this uh, extra fancy tall handcart that had you know was loaded with stuff with furniture and boxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I Dick, I just realized uh, uh, and never had, had thought about this before. You're always on the shows you've done. It seems like you're always standing behind something on all the shows, like a preacher's podium or the press secretary podium and then the the hand cart and all the boxes you were moving yeah it's because i remember my wait what what was that could, could you repeat that that's because i could never remember my lines and the only way they could they could get through like a whole take is if i had my script in front of me and it had to be placed on something so so they would put you behind Podium, yeah, yeah. The podium was easiest because it, you know, like it was actually needed to be there. But uh, I'll tell you, man, those outdoor scenes were tough because it would be like, why is he standing behind that that car? Like, why isn't his whole body in view? Why is he? Mm -hmm. Why is he laying down next to that tree trunk? And I'm assuming with uh, the Moving Man mysteries, there must have been some action sequences. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you know, I, I would, uh, eventually we figured out a way where, where the, the cart kind of served a purpose of being like my little, almost like my little, my little cop car in a way, you know, so I chase after someone on my little moving cart, but there'd be, you know, there'd be some boxes on the cart and that's where my script was placed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the script had to be, of course, the same color as as whatever it was sitting on, so you couldn't really see it. So, yeah, it, it was. I tell you that I, I really didn't want to talk about that aspect of uh, of of my work, but uh, yeah, thanks. Well, I guess. I think that's okay. I mean, it's nothing. You're you weren't a, a born actor. You grew into it, and you needed a little little help. Yeah, well, none of us were. Yeah, I mean, because that was a time. When you were not the only football player, there were other football players like Fred Dreyer and Merlin Olsen and Dick Butkus yeah. also doing plenty of acting in TV and movies. Yeah, I, all those guys. That was, a, that was a tough time. You know, we, we'd all find ourselves up for the same role, you know, and uh, 
Sometimes you got it, sometimes you didn't get it. And I, I, I tell you, I had a pretty sizable rivalry with Dick Podcast. You know, he, he already been in a bunch of movies and he had TV experience by then. So I became known as New York Dick, you know, or the other Dick or worse, you know, but because I, I, I was shorter than Dick Butkus, I, I was, I was, was sometimes called Little Dick. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, which I didn't like at all. No, I could see, yeah, that might not be your favorite nickname no not at all of the whole bunch yeah but, you know but you, you you still differentiated yourself i did yeah and i'll tell you one thing i had better comedy chops than all those other jock actors really yeah i'll tell you man i just wish three out of four scripted tv shows back in 1990 had been about stand-up comedy like they are today i'd, I'd be the king of, of television a lot of shows about stand-up comedy, although you'd be doing stand-up behind a podium. That's true, but, uh, you know, uh, I could make that work. I think anything's believable now, right? I guess so. It's it's a very, it's, people are so fascinated by how someone writes some jokes and then tells them on a stage. It is fascinating, and it's fascinating to know all about it like the, the where do they sleep where do yeah. they eat yeah like what what do they eat after a show after a show do they go out or do they drink do they hook up yeah you know, how, how do they decide what's going to be in that tight five yeah like if they what go gets to, tossed and if they go to a diner afterwards it's like are they sharing a an order of fries or is everybody just eating the fries that come with their burger it's true Fascinating. It's endlessly fascinating. I wish, I wish there could be more shows about it. Oh, there will be. Don't worry, Dick. I hope so. Your your wish is going to come true. I just hope some of them like take place in the past. That'd be great. Yeah, I think those are coming also. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. You know, actually, I'm um, I'm getting ready to to uh, shoot a Nutrisvelt commercial this week, and I'll tell you, this is the most challenging thing I've had to do yet. Why? Why is that? Well, Tom. Anyone who's watched even the smallest amount of TV lately knows that 80% of the commercials airing feature men, women, or children playing the drums. And this new Nutrispell commercial is no different. So you, you're playing the drums in this commercial? I, I am, yes, yes. Um, can, can you guess what I'm, I'm, I'm going to wear in the commercial while I'm playing the drums? Hmm. So, uh, is it a... Uh tiny fedora it is yes they're, they're the coolest right you have one right i don't i just got into these things they're great they're great fun and they, they look cool uh-huh yeah um i'll tell you i'll i'll uh i actually ha have a drum kit in, in in my house here and i'll i'd love to just play what i'm gonna play in the thing i'm i'm, I'm really just new to, to drumming so but so but i i can kind of do it all right oh, okay would love to hear some You know what that is, right? It's blues. It, that was some blues drumming. Yeah, it's it, it's that song, Manish Boy. Have you ever heard that song? It's by Muddy Walters. Waters. What? What is it? Muddy Waters. Oh, I thought it was Muddy Walters. No, it's not Walters. It's Waters. Well, it, it's that song. You know, we got where he uh, yeah, he said something, and then the other guys 
yell at him like it, you know he'll say ah I was doing this and blah and they go yeah yeah oh no I know I know the song it's- can you help me with this what other songs are there where several young men cheer on an elderly man while he brags about his sexual techniques I think I I think that might be the only one I, I don't know if it's the only one ever it's the only one I've ever heard of It's a genre that's worth exploring I wish I wish there were more songs like that cuz I, I I think it's it's interesting yeah, I, I I think if you're interested in it, it might be a pretty easy, uh, a, a short-lived hobby for you. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll tell you, I, I'm going to turn the people on uh, onto it when I uh, when I get on the set for the Nutrastelt commercial. Uh-huh. It's going to be great. Hey, can I just? I, I just have to say, I was I was when I was asked to do this, I, I it was it was a straight interview. It was what what everything was supposed to be, and. It's kind of unavoidable uh, here. I guess I have to uh, address the Nutrisvelt elephant in the room. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Nutrisvelt, Tom. Uh, okay. I actually didn't mention it um, the way you're looking for me to mention it. Well, I could tell you were going to. Yeah. Right? I, no, well, I, I got to just, okay, sure. I, I just have to say. Yeah. Every topic I've brought up, no matter what it is, You've managed to divert it to Nutrasvelt, which I have to also say, Nutrasvelt is a very weird name for a product. What? No, it's not. It rolls off the tongue. And and there's no chance at all that you would mishear it. Nutrasvelt. Yeah. It's It doesn't roll off the tongue. Hmm. It's, it's, uh... You you really seem to be a pretty big believer in Nutrisvelt, huh, Dick? Of course I am. Of course I am. Are you kidding? Nutrisvelt is it's it's a life saving product. It, it's it's tremendous, and I'll tell you, I'd be championing Nutrisvelt even if they weren't paying me anything. Mm-hmm. But yes, they are paying you, and I'm sure they're paying you a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. But but like I said, it, it's a life changer, Tom. And I'll tell you. A hundred percent of the people who try Nutrisvelt, they achieve their weight loss goals and they stick with it. Uh huh. A hundred percent success rate. Yes. That the, that actually does not seem uh, possible. Hey, I've done my research. Now you do yours. Uh huh. Okay, that's very strange. Uh, to put a, I, mean, I have to prove that. I can just say that if people, like, I'm sure we could all use help. Trying to stay healthy and stay right? fit, and yeah. Numbers like that are hard to argue with, right? I mean, it's it's a hundred percent. You know, you literally can't go wrong with it. A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yep. Because I'm, it's something I'm interested in, but there's no buts about this, Tom. It works. All right. You know what, Dick? I gotta say, it, this went. This I wasn't nuts about you working it in all the time. But you're you're telling me it's a hundred percent. I could use a little kickstarting with this, and uh, I'm going to sign up for Nutrisvelt first thing in the morning. Don't do it, Tom. What's that? Don't do it. Don't do wait. Don't do what? Nutrisvelt. Wait, but you after after what you just did on the every question, you hyped Nutrisvelt. You're telling me not to do it. I have to, I have to do that. 
<laughs> Why? Steve Herbers, the CEO of Nutristelt, he's got all this dirt on me from back in the 80s. Real sick, sick stuff. And he forced me to do Nutristelt. And, and now I'm, I'm, I found myself stuck in this Scientology slash get out slash the ruin scenario. Okay, I mean, I get the Scientology and the, the and get out. What What is the ruins? You never seen the ruins? No. Well, it, it, it's, oh my God, it's a scary book. Basically, it was made into a movie that wasn't great, but the book is good. It, it, it's these college kids, and they go down to Mexico, and they're, they're, they, they find these, these ruins that they're looking for. And they are about to, like, take pictures of it and kind of, kind of like, have fun on it. And then these, these local guys come up, the local sheriffs, and they see these gringos by the, you know, by the ruins. And then one of them takes a step back, and then they realize that their foot is entwined in these, these, um, these vines. Mm-hmm. And once the vines get you, you're done. They can't let you leave the ruins, and they all get stuck in the vines, and they all have to go up in the ruins, and they have to stay there. And if they try to get out, the local sheriff will kill them. So they're stuck there. So that's how kind of I'm stuck in this whole thing. That's a digression, though. Yeah, that that was a scenic scenic route to the... You could have just said it was a Scientology get-out scenario. Yeah, but I wanted to turn people on. It's a very scary book. Anyway, Tom, the most unsettling part of this whole thing... What? What's that, Dick? Nutrisfeld. Yeah? It's made... Yeah? From... Yeah? Human body parts. Oh, my God. Yes! Oh. Mainly noses and, and toe tips, but still... Oh, that's disgusting. It doesn't matter if it's just noses and toe tips. I know, it's right? still human body parts. I know, it's sick. It's sick. It's a whole sick racket, and then you get addicted to it. It's awful. Oh, no. Oh, no. What is, what is that? It's the Nutrispelt Not-So-Secret Police. It actually says it on the back of their flak jackets. That's really kind of odd, isn't it? It says Not-So-Secret Police. Yes. That yeah. is weird. I don't, I don't quite get it. Oh no. They're gonna drag me off to something akin to what that mousy chick from Mad Men gets thrown into in The Handmaiden's Tale. Have you seen this? Very decent show. Very scary. Very weird. Mm-hmm. I think I like it. I'm only three episodes in. Yeah. But, I'll tell you one thing. What's Never that? in my life did I expect to tune into that show and hear a Blue Oyster Cold reference, but there is one. See, uh, second episode. Very odd. That is strange that, that, that a show like that would make a Bluest or Cult reference. Very crazy stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, they're coming in! Oh, no! Oh, my God, they're lasering my ass! Dick? Oh, I thought they were done. They're not. Like a sub-laser... It's really getting my haunches. I guess they saved the lower-powered one for your haunches, which I'm not into. And how do you feel right Ooh. now? Oh. A little bad seeds there. Anyway, I gotta go. Dick? Oh, that's a weird... That is weird. Dick Blevins. Very strange. Very strange.
Very strange. Royal Truck. back again. Here we go. Show's going to go, uh, what do we do? Uh, we started late. Yeah, we'll see how late we go. We doing half hour power tonight. What do you guys think? You guys vote. That's a yay for Mike. Mamacita. Dude, you can probably do it. That's a half vote. Pat, you're in? Hey, we'll do it. Half hour power after the show. Phone number 201-332-3484. Who's good here, Mamacita? Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. To whom am I speaking? Uh, This is Marcel from Durham. Formerly Marcel from Orlando. Marcel from Durham, formerly Marcel from Atlanta. Sorry, Orlando. From Orlando. Yeah. How are you, Marcel? One of the people, if I remember correctly, who did an impersonation of me during the Tom Pressions episode. Mm-hmm. And then a guy who was like, I didn't get my... I didn't get my contest, uh, my winnings, right? You wanted right. your winnings. Fair, fair question. Where's my winnings? We got them for you. You're, you got you got the hookup, right? Right. You definitely gave me the hookup. I'm also a Patreon submitter now. Good. Well, that's nice. Thank you for bringing that up, Marcel. And this is why you are a class act as a caller. Because the best show used to do ads. Right? Read an ad for right. razors, do an ad for, uh, the, the, what would I do, uh, Mama, Mama, Mama Cita, which ads would I read? For sports, sports, uh, for online sports wagering. Fantasy. With money at, at stake, which is wagering. It was, uh, Yes. Not the world's greatest fit for the best show in some ways. Some way, other ways it was great. But you know what? I always knew in the back of my head and I was always told by people, friends of mine, like, Hayes Davenport, who it's very exciting. You know Hayes Davenport, Marcel? Oh, of course. I love Hollywood Handbook. Well, let's just say Saturday Night Live is going to get a new not-ready-for-prime-time player next year. He, I don't know if I actually should have mentioned that. He's in the camera. Is he going to be riding for them? Or, no, or, or on, or, on, on camera. He's on camera. Him and Sean 
Clements are both on camera for I'm not, I probably wasn't supposed to mention that so don't let's let that stay here. Oh, okay. So well, but Hayes was, Hayes was many of the people who was said to me, "Wait, hold on. Somebody's just reminded me you have a year-long ban still in effect." Where are we at on this? It was six months. The six months, okay. Marcel. Anyway, it would have been, uh, I would have, uh, uh, I would have, uh, uh, struck the band down because of you calling in and mentioning Patreon. So now we've shifted the best show over to a model where it is listener sponsored. Listeners can donate money over at patreon.com slash the best show. And you go there. And there's all sorts of uh, uh, levels. You can give a dollar a month. That's fantastic. People give $5 a month. That gives you access to exclusive audio. Exclusive audio. We've recorded a couple things are up there that only Patreon listeners can hear, including Games People Play, starring Gary the Squirrel, his guide to improv comedy. And... Then there was a Sharpling and Worcester uh, Q&A segment up there. And there's going to be more stuff up there. So get ready. We're, we're recording more over the next week or so. There's a sticker that you can get, exclusive only to the Patreon pledgers. A button, a pin. How nice is that pin? Mike's wearing his. Yes. So, yeah, so they got pins, and then we have the garbage pack. And I'm going to say this. You go to patreon.com slash the best show. You support the show there. We, we, we need to get a little surge going here with it. A little bit. It's, 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 uh, it's, 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 it's laying, laying low right now. It's time for a little, little surge. Little surge. So, go there. Support the show. You give whatever you can. And we appreciate it. It's what keeps the show going. It's the only thing that keeps the show going now. Ain't no, ain't no plan B. Ain't no safety net no more. No, is it? Is it, man? So what's going on, uh, Marcel? Um, well, I, I just, I, I just wanted to, like, I guess, uh, call back and just, you know, to talk, talk about the Patreon, of, of course, and to say, like, I'll, I'll give, I'm going to give as much money as I can month to month. And also, um, I've, uh, I, I moved to, uh, I recently moved uh, to Durham, North Carolina, um, last year. And I, and I never got the chance in, in previous calls, I never got the chance to say that uh, we actually met um, at the uh, Motorco show. Oh. Um, I guess it was last year. I didn't introduce myself as Marcel. I mean, Marcel is not my, it's not, it's not my Christian name. Don't worry. Don't worry. But we met. Yeah. We met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 nice. and, and I, and I, I like, shook hands with, um, John Worcester and he was, you were both very nice and, you know, he signed my. Did I, was, did either of us disregard you, uh, the way Dick Cabot disregarded me last night? No, definitely not. It was it was it was great. I mean, I had I had a little bit of a, a little bit of whiskey that night, so and I was pretty kind of kind of nervous. But but I mean, you you guys were both cool. It was great. 
and yeah, you were, it was cordial and, you know, it, it was just, above all else, it, what matters is just to be cool with your fans. Well, th- 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 thank you for saying that. It was a fun night uh, doing a, a live show in the Triangle, the Raleigh-Durham uh, area of uh, North Carolina. And it was fun, and I'm glad you came out, and I'm glad you had a great time at the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Anything else I can do for you, Chief? Well, I'm also, um, well, I'm, I'm doing uh, gigs in the Tri-County area. And hopefully, uh, beyond that, um, uh, uh, can I, can I plug their website? Sure, Marcel. Marcelmusic.com, but it points to a band camp. Okay. All right. There you go. Marcelmusic.com. Everyone check it out. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Marcel. You have a grand evening. It- Marcelmusic.com. There you go. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, Marcel. So, yeah, this Patreon, we're doing it. I've been sending stuff out, mailing out envelopes with stickers and pins and, and garbage packs. I was at the post office for almost three hours today sending stuff out. I tell you, I've been packing. I've been like a packing fool packing this stuff. You got to see it. Packing like crazy. And I sit there in my house and I'm packing stuff. Thanks to uh, Amy Gottschalk for the help with uh, all this uh, coordination and everything. And I'm watching uh, TV when I do it. I just leave the TV on. Or I'll watch things on demand. Watched uh, three episodes of Comic Book Men, which is, uh, I got to say this, what am I working so hard for? I'm banging my head against the wall trying to get this thing going, trying to make everything happen. <coughs> the TV industry has, has uh, turned its back to, toward me as if I am, uh, as if it's the Blair Witch Project, as if I'm in the corner waiting for the witch to do what? Bite my head off? Whatever the witch did that. So, and look, of course, the strike is a, it did not happen. The Writers Guild strike was averted. Of course, it happens in uh, during a stretch where my stock is uh, at an all-time low and employment is a the concept of me being employed by the entertainment industry is a little more than a sick joke at this point. Laughable. Might as well put my name in the hat over at NASA. See about being an astronaut. Ten years ago, not the case. Had a t- had a TV show in development. Got killed by uh, when that strike happened. Yeah. Because the, the studios and networks will just the studios will just kill off shows in a retaliatory gesture of uh, saving money for uh, for. Uh, uh, Yeah, so uh, Fox killed off a show that we were working on. One of many. Didn't get to do it. Yeah, I'll pay the price on that one. Yeah, don't worry. I'll just strike. Don't worry, y'all. Everybody's still as as is. No. 
10 years ago, uh, I ate it. Oh, but don't worry. There'll be a strike in a few years. I'll have something going on by then, maybe. Yeah, that's when I'll get another thing. Uh, uh, so look. I'm going through all this. They don't want me. The biz don't want me. But I don't want the biz. I don't want the biz. You think I want to work? I was talking to somebody today, and they're like, just so you know, people who, uh, respe- people who you respect respect you. Yeah, that's not the problem. To be, to respect people. That's not the problem. I generally have a good time with people I respect. And them respecting me in return. It's these other people, the ones I don't respect. They got the keys to the kingdom. It's fine. We all have our runs. Now I'm in the trog portion of my career. I won my Oscar with Mildred Pierce. Now I'm changing in the back of a VW bus so that I can go act in the movie Trog. But you know what? I got one thing and one card left to play, man. The best show! And this Patreon. So yeah, I got something to believe in. The best show. Ain't got much else to believe in. I believe in the best show. So I'm watching this comic book, man. I'm saying to myself, why am I sweating any of this? There's a show. Kevin Smith. And by the way, it's just Kevin Smith. More power to you, buddy. I know I made funny over the years. This guy figured out some loopholes that I wish I had the foresight to see the things this guy figured out. You didn't have to make anything. You just have to like things. So he did. Yeah, I like Star Wars. I like Batman. That's that's what he does now. Yeah, I like Batman. I like Superman. Okay. I like Star Wars. That's all we're doing now. We're in a like-based economy. Yeah, I like this. I like that. I like Doctor Who. Oh, really? You like Doctor Who? I like the Avengers. Okay. Hey, these guys ain't making these things. They're just liking them. So he's got this show, Comic Book Men. It's in this, like it's 11th season, this thing. It's been on forever. Comic Book Men, it, 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 it's a reality show. I use that word very loosely. It documents the adventures, and I use that word very loosely. Of these four TV stars, I use that word very loosely. These four comic book store employees who talk about the things they like. And then Kevin Smith shows up. They do a round table. And then they show this stuff in the store. It's some stagiest stuff I ever saw. Things on Shakespeare's less stagey than this. These four guys are sitting, first of all, all four of them are sitting at the register, just waiting. No one else is in the store. Then here comes somebody. I saw one episode. This girl comes in, 22-year-old girl. I'm 22. Young 20s, super attractive girl, comes to this comic book store with a Mork for Mork doll that she's trying to sell. This This couldn't have been phonier. This is the phoniest thing I ever saw in my life. Hi, I want to sell my Mork for Mork doll. And I'm watching this stuff in these envelopes. Stuff instead, one at a time, one sticker at a time, one pin at a time. I'd like to sell my Mork for Mork doll. And then five minutes of my time 
at least is taken up watching them negotiate over how much did they pay for the Mork for Mork doll with a $10 swing in the negotiating. How much were you hoping to get? I don't know, 50? I could give you 30. Uh, what do you think, 40? Man, uh, maybe uh, 33. And uh, what, 35? Okay, yeah. Oh, God. This is this is the drama of this show. The, it, has there ever been a lower stakes show on television than a negotiation on comic book men? Guy comes in. I got these, uh, this comic book. Uh, want to sell? Oh, wow. How much you want for that? I was hoping to get a hundred twenty dollars. Hey, the best I could give is forty. Okay, well maybe sixty. Hey, how about fifty? Okay, it's a deal. The stakes could not be lower on the show. And I'm sitting there watching episode after episode, stuffing these envelopes. And I'm saying to myself, Why am I trying to make things? Why don't I just like things? Right? I just like things. So you know what I'm going to do from now on? The best show just likes, we like Guardians of the Galaxy. Best show. We're huge fans of Guardians of the Galaxy. Other things we're looking forward to, Baywatch movie. Just going to like stuff. Look, Claro Kane, the comedian Claro Kane, was just like, man, maybe uh, that's why you're not succeeding in things. Because you hate everything. First of all, not true. I don't hate everything. Maybe it's because I come after, uh, I tease people in the biz. I still don't know if that's true. Look at Andy Kindler, this guy. He fights with Ricky Gervais all the time. This Andy Kindler couldn't be, oh wait, actually that's not, oh boy, uh-oh. Oh boy, what am I doing? Oh no, I read the wrong playbook. Yeah, so I'm watching that. What else was I watching? Mamacita, what else was I watching? Oh, I watched Suicide Squad again. It was on demand. I just left it on. It's sick. It was, what a, it's worse than I thought it was. It's actually worse than I thought it was the, when I saw it in the theater. Worse. Can you imagine somehow that movie's worse? No, okay, Claire O'Kane's a tweeting over it at Baby's First Gun. You didn't say it like that. You're right. You didn't say, ooh, you're negative. No, I, I posed it as a question, a panicked question after a discussion we were having. Like, hey, am I a little too, am I too negative? And you're like, I don't know. Then it spun out of control in my head. I don't know. Look. But she's got it figured out. She's actually focusing on being funny. I'm focusing on complaining about the comic book men. I don't know. Played it wrong. But I can play it right now. I like stuff here. We like stuff. You know what I like? Patreon. You pledge over there. We're sending all the things out. I've been sending the, almost everything is mailed out now. For people who are getting the garbage packs, which is a super pack of all these different Besho-related things. And uh, the buttons are beautiful, these pins. So nice. 
It's really, and it is how the best show stays on the air now. So I'm packing the stuff up. I'm at the post office mailing these things out all day. Today I'm at the post office. And then mailing the things out. And at the counter next to me, this guy comes in. And he, uh, he said, he's, he goes to the window next to my window. This older fella walking along. He goes up to the counter next to me. He goes, uh, they're like, how can we help you? And then he goes, uh, yeah, I, uh, my mail has been stopped. I haven't gotten any mail for a week. This guy looked kind of like the dude from Tickler, Tickled. Looked kind of like the dude crossed from Tickled, crossed with the dude from Tickled. Did you see Tickled, Mike? Yeah, I did. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh, you found it creepy. Oh, finally, something has upturned the apple cart. Over there, Mama Sita didn't like uh, tickled. Yeah, no one, no one liked it because there's two, two, two. Who's the creep in that thing? Two guys flying halfway across the world to fi- to film a creep, to chase a creep down, or the creep? It's all creep. It's like a creep fest. It's a race to the bottom. So. guy next to me they stopped i haven't gotten any mail all week and he's getting so loud they're like what's your name and he starts going i got a a detective and he named some detective agency i'm telling this guy what's this guy detecting the only thing this guy would detect is that when when the early bird uh, special starts this guy went to, you're in trouble if you hire this gumshoe. Right? Be those. Chinatown 8. With this guy in it. End of the Chinatown franchise. I'm not getting my mail. It's been a week. I'm a detective. The blah 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 detective agency. And then they're like, all right, well, let's go check in the back. And then I'm telling you, no joke, this guy turns. I wouldn't look at him. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't let him see I was looking at him. He turns. He starts looking me up and down. Like, oh, what, what are you, Sherlock Holmes? You piece in the thing. None of your business. Look away before I wrap you in the mouth. You gonna piece together the mystery of the guy shipping out packages that are all the same size? Cause I got tubs of packages, I'm shipping them out. Kind of looking at me. No, he's just, he's just like he's putting, like he, like he, like he's, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Nothing, nothing eludes his perception, perceptive, uh, look. Hmm, let me see what this guy's got going on. Three pa- three boxes of packages, all similar shaped. Looks like they're being sent priority. Mm. 
Wonder what that could be. He's got a phone on the counter, okay. Interesting. And I see he's got a wallet from his right front pocket. I can see the outline of a wallet. What's that I see next to the phone? Keys. Stop looking. I mean, I tell you, this guy was like breaking me down as if he like he's trying to piece the case together. Then the post office, the the the, the poor em, employee at the post office comes to the back to the thing. Like, yeah, we figured out. Here's your mail. Yeah, it was stopped by a guy. Uh, and then he's like, just like the name. Uh, I don't know what the name. What was the name? It was like uh, like Spatsky. Yeah, the, you know, Fred Spatsky stopped it. Spatsky. Spatsky. I fired Spatsky last week. He has no right to stop my mail. Spatsky stopped my mail. You can't... St- I can't believe this. I haven't gotten my mail in a week. So what mail was this guy getting? He getting Bed Bath and Beyond catalog. Retainers. Yeah, oh retainers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear, dear, uh, seventy-eight-year-old detective, please help me. Please, I want. Uh, I think my wife's cheating on me. Help me. Well, I can, I can sur- do do some surveillance on the situation. Is your wife? Going to be eating at Hometown Buffet anytime soon? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, then I can't. Is there any chance your wife will be at McDonald's in the morning where I'm nursing a small cup of coffee for four hours while reading a copy of USA Today that someone left behind? Uh, probably not. Yeah, I don't know if I can surveil your wife. Let's just say she's cheating. Spetsky. Spetsky can't stop my mail. Cause I'm saying to the guy, the post, the mailman, I haven't gotten any mail in a week. Oh, this detective. And look, this guy's old. We all get old. Everybody gets old. Everybody's getting old at the same rate. Don't suddenly talk about something, but boy, that person got old. You know who else got old? Everyone got old. Everyone gets a year older after a year. It's a way looking at me. That's what's making me make fun of you on the radio. That's why I'm doing it. You're making you staring at me. Like he thought he was slick too. Like I could see him doing it like he was looking like side eyeing me and like clocking the details. Save it. I'm pro Spatsky. Glad he stopped your mail. With weird catalogs. What do you got weird? Uh, what cat, what's this guy getting? Harry and David catalog? Right? We can order some, uh, some fruitcake? In, in, in May? I might want to send a fruitcake! Hey, it's been like a week! And he kept like reiterating. And then they go, Hey, do you have any, uh, ID, so we can give you your mail. No, I don't. <laughs> and they give nothing. He's like, "Oh well, here, here's this." And he finds 
giving them something and it's just like, well, no, it needs to have the business name on it, not your personal ID. I don't. I don't. And finally he figures out he's got a credit card with the business name on it, so they give him his mail back. Clocking it. The nosy creep staring at me. Detective. I'll be a det- maybe I'll be a detective. Tell me I couldn't solve cases. Oh my god, can you imagine how easy I'd solve cases if I put a shingle out? Right? I could solve case. Seriously, think about that, uh, Mamacita. Right? I'm in my office. Are you the receptionist? What's that? No, you could be the. It's it's 2017, Mike. We got to shake things up. Here comes Mamacita. Someone's here to see you. Right? Then, here comes like some, uh, some, uh, you know, comes in the office, right? Sexy lady. I can't find my husband. Alright, lady, it's, how much would I charge? $500 a day plus expenses? That's a little steep. 300 a day, it's a little cheap, 300. That's 1,500. Will you charge on weekends? Can you charge on weekends if you're a detective? All right. Yeah, I worked on a mystery show for eight years. I know these things are done. I know the mysteries are done. What do you want, Mamacita? It will weird the clients out. Why is he calling that guy Mamacita? I'm only saying it over and over so it sticks, by the way. It's the only reason. Six months from now, when everybody's buying a Mamacita t-shirt, and Dudia's still wondering what happened to my shirt, what happened to Slaw Dog shirts. Mike's on his third shirt. That's where the that's where it comes from. Dudio? That's very formal. Very, I didn't, that was a very cold, yeah. Yeah. Dudio? Yeah. Like, and now it sounds, now it's a over accommodating. What? Yeah. I tell you, I can't win. I can't win. I can't win. What were we going to do? Slaw dog shirts? Do we? Uh, do you still want to do it? Well, you got to mail them out and everything. You think I'm going to mail them out? All right, maybe we'll figure it. Out. Figure out a slaw dog design. If these things and if these things flop, I don't want to hear you complaining about it. If these slaw dog shirts are a, a flop, oh, I'm telling you, this is. This, I, I, I'm opening a can of worms out there. If these slaw dog shirts flop, Dudio, Mike is going to be off. Oh, man. Mike will just be like, yeah, so, so many 
Masses shirts. Are you having a hard time selling slaw dog shirts? This dick cavern just popped in my head for a second. Bustling by me. Try to say something. Oh, you, you, you. he literally went like, oh, you, 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 you. That was him saying something nice to me. He said something nice to Sal, and then he saw me, and he went, oh, he, 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 he. What's was that? Remember the time you interviewed Gregory Peck? Who cares? Then there was the time you interviewed Robert Mitchum. Jump in a lake. Put me down. Best show. Hi, Ben Show. Hello, Tom. Yes. Hi, to whom am I Hi. speaking? This is Sam. Sam, wow, 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 what can I do for you, Sam? Um, so I was calling actually because I was in a mall during an Impractical Jokers thing, but I, I recognized one of them Jersey instantly. Garden. What mall? Um, this is uh, well, I don't know how familiar you are with the area, but you just got changed. I can't, couldn't even think of a mall, so I had to change it. Oh, it's changed. Hey, how are you, buddy? How <laughs> oh, I got you. Are you? Oh, man, I got you so good, huh? You did get me, James. It's good no, to hear from you. It's good to hear from you, buddy. What's going on? He actually hung up. It's James. He's back again. This guy's doing better than I am. James. This guy's on. This guy's staffed up. Right? James. James getting his packet out there. Let me say this about James. For... For people who don't know, this guy James used to call the best show back in the past, and I was excited to just hear from him. First of all, great job screening, Mike. No, you just got to give me a heads up. Is he banned? No, you're supposed to tell me it's someone. Supposed to say, hey, Mike, hey, Tom, I think James is on line one. Not. He's not banned. I'll let him through. Yeah, you know, you know, it's not banned. There's plenty of people not banned, right? No, I just I, but I would love to get the the one up on him. Yeah, but I would like to get him a second time. Oh, so why is this news to you, Mamacita? So. He used to call the show and he would do this thing where he'd ask a question, just like he did right there. He asked me a question and then, then he would just say, you got Jamesed. This is James. You got Jamesed. And he'd hang up. And I got him a couple times. But you know, when I got him, I didn't need to get him because I, I, I life got him. I met this guy. I was at one of the WFMU record fairs. I was at this last record fair, uh, the, the WFMU record fair of the week. And that was a lot of fun. To be uh, there and see everybody, uh, mostly nice to me. Couple uh, sour lemons in the bunch. What else is new? Couple people not happy to see me. What are you gonna do? Who cares? I don't love looking at you either. Ninety-nine percent of the people couldn't be greater. That's a high batting average. One percent jump in a lake. Who needs you? It's fine. It was great. So, the, but there's an old record for this guy comes up to me. 
sweaty, hunched. Just, just a, the most nervous. You think this was a guy in the witness location program? When in a room full of mobsters, he comes into me. He comes up. Hey, uh, Tom. Oh, hi. How are you? Uh, it's me, James. My name's not actually James, and he tells me his dumb name. And he's sweating so much. He's got this hairpiece, which was real cheap, first of all. He's sweating so much the hairpiece is sliding forward on his head. So now he looks like, what's his face? Remember that weirdo who was, uh, what was he, like the governor of Chicago or something with that hair? Remember that guy? What was his name again? Blagojevich. Great guy. His hair looked like that. Like he had bangs. Like that guy had some fear, some pretty uh, fierce bangs there coming down. I think they started at his nose. So yeah. Oh, it just popped in my head. Dick Cavett again. Oh. Phone number 201-332-3484. Would that be a good episode of Feud, a good season of Feud? Me versus Dick Cavett. Season four. But I'd have to do more with this guy. What would be, let's talk about that. What are, who, who should do future seasons of Feud? 201-332-3484. See, look, uh, you know. Everybody who gave to the Patreon, the stuff's getting mailed out. Want to give a uh, shout out to my friend Jeff Owens, who designed the Best Show logo. One of the things you get in the Best Show uh, at the Patreon, you can get the new sticker, which Jeff did. It's the uh, Bad Company styled Best Show logo, and then there's the the pin, which is the logo that Jeff uh, designed. You can check all Jeff's stuff out over at. MyMetalHand.com. He's got all sorts of stuff for sale. He's a great artist. Check out everything Jeff T. Owens does. MyMetalHand.com. That would be a good episode, a good season of feud. Kindler versus Rick Gervais. Right? That'd be a good one. Who would play Andy Kindler? Who'd be good to play Andy Kindler? Gary the Squirrel? Think Gary the Squirrel could do it? Play Andy Kindler in a season of uh, Feud? Greg Kinnear? I tell you. Studio's gonna. I know he's heading to California. I can feel it. I can feel Dudio. Dudio's got the California vibes coming off. He's wearing a Red Hot Chili Pepper shirt tonight. 
He's talking about how the new guy is not is not a bad guitarist. The Gallagher Brothers? I'll say this. Which Gallagher Brothers? Gallagher 1 and Gallagher... I'll say this. I'd like to see a feud between Liam and and, uh, Noel Gallagher would be great. Two members of the, the, the world's most average band. Right? That band's average. Come on. I see these people talk. It's like, go go get a Beatles record instead, right? So in case you worried, did you didn't know what it'd be like if the Beatles did uh, Ecstasy at a festival? Is that the difference? Now they're great. I'd love to see it. Those two fighting. But the Gallagher brother, Gallagher 1 and 2 are who I'd want to see. You know, Gallagher, the sledgehammer swinging uh, uh, comedian. And then when he franchised out his brother to to kind of play smaller clubs as Gallagher 2. And then uh, he started doing shows, I think, just as Gallagher. Gallagher two started like disregarding the, the 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 restrictions put on performing as Gallagher two. And then they started fighting. I would say I would. Which one would you rather see? Which one would you rather see? Dudio. Yeah, me too. Pat. Yeah, Gallagher one and two. Gotta watch a guy in a, 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 a Mac yell at his brother. Like you talk about the one guy in Oasis, like he's a genius. He just he just keeps the Beatles records from the other guys. They think he comes up with the stuff. Oh, put that down! Put that down! Like. See somebody reaching for like a revolver and slaps it out of their hand. Best show. Ah, uh, yes. Hello. Hi. Hi, Tom. Yes, hi. Welcome. Hey, this is Travis. Hi, Travis. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you were talking about feud. Uh, another feud would, uh, another good one would be, uh, Carlos Mencia and Joe Rogan. Hmm. That'd be a good episode of Feud. A good, uh, season. Is that a see? Think, can we do a whole season about it though? That's what we have to figure out. Oh man. Do you think Mencia versus Rogan is a whole season? Absolutely. Yeah. It, uh, worth two seasons. Two seasons. Three, even. All right, stop pushing it. You're, you know, you're now. You're being silly. No way. All right. Well, thank you for the call, Chief. 
three seasons of Carlos Mencia and what's-his-face fighting. No thanks. But the Gallagher ones, that would be the greatest thing you've ever seen. Gallagher Gallagher and Gallagher 2? Someone's got to be working on a movie of that, right? Of the Gallagher brothers? And they could both play each other like the way, uh, what's his face is, uh, Ewan McGregor in, uh, Fargo. Who should be on Feud? What should be the next? I think the next season of Feud is Charles and Diana, if I, if I remember correctly. I think that's who the next season is. That'll, that'll be good. I certainly hope, seriously, I hope we never see an episode where it's uh, a season of a feud where it's Brian versus uh, Ming from uh, from uh, Comic Book Man. Oh God, no! Please, what's that? Yeah, season eleven. What if they did a Gallagher one where they, it's about both Gallagher sets of Gallaghers? You just call it see a feud. Gallagher versus Gallagher versus Gallagher versus Gallagher, right? And then it's a little different than the first season in that huge stretches of it didn't happen. You have Gallagher 2 hanging out with Liam Gallagher, and then they're like, he's like, man, it's a sledgehammer. You smash fruit with it. And then he's like, I think I'll smash some Beatles records with it. Right? Sets a watermelon on top of, on top of his copy of Magical Mystery Tour. Smashes it. Gary, this is, this is feud season 48. Gary the Squirrel versus AP Mike. I don't know about that. It's a very one-sided fight. Gary won that uh Gary won that one handily. Sorry, Mama Sita. Best show. Hi, this is Oscar from Elgin, Illinois. Oscar from Illinois. What's up, Oscar? I got one for the topic. Um Carlos Santana against everyone else. Wait, Carlos Santana? Yes. The guitarist from Santana. Yes. Against everyone else. Yes. How uh, are I really? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You could please explain. <clears throat> well, um, there's been kind of a controversy where uh, he uh, took out that tone, guitar tone, from this other Mexican guitarist named Javier Batiz, and it all started from there. It also made me think of uh. The relationship he had with John McLaughlin, and then out of nowhere, uh, how he just got big with Supernatural just by grabbing all these artists. So I feel like he's kind of like grabbing everyone as a pawn just to make himself better. So you're not a fan of Carlos uh, Santana? Uh, just the first three albums, that's it. 
right? That's those are the good ones. The best ones. Yeah. Oh, and we heard Royal Trucks before that. I, so, I totally forgot to to say what we heard. In a very uh, speaking of Santana sounding Deep Country Sorcerer from the Pound for Pound album by Royal Trucks who are uh coming back. Got some shows lined up this year. Got a record coming out. I'll check them out. On Drag City Records, uh, Royal Trucks, all-time greatest band. So what, uh, you really, those first three records are all you need, but you know what? Most people don't have three records that you need. That's true. I I really feel like the reason that those three albums are amazing is because of the percussive work in the rhythm section, not him, but the band. Bill Nye, somebody said Bill Nye versus Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson. Look, what's the deal with this Bill Nye stuff? I don't get it. I might be too, did I miss it? Uh, have you seen the show, maybe? But what, why does he call himself a science guy? What is that, a qualifier? Like he's not a scientist. Trying to make... I, I trying prefer, to dumb down science. For I kids. prefer to watch a show about a hosted by a scientist, not a science guy. I agree. Look at this. This is sick. Sharpling versus Gethard when Fred pits them against each other. You know this Fred from Honolulu, this guy who calls oh, the show dude. every once in a while. This crackpot. He's back in the picture. I kind of missed him. I haven't heard his voice in like months. Say, I agree with you. I thought he was gone. I thought we got rid of him once and for all. I thought he moved on because the one thing that Fred never wanted people to know is that he, uh, first of all, was was not from Honolulu. He's from a town called Windsor Heights in uh, in Massachusetts. And uh, he would vacation in Honolulu and call the show while he was on vacation his name was actually Fred from Windsor Heights. He never wanted that known. It's fine. It's out now. Is he a Celtics fan? Oh, yeah. Huge Celtics fan. So you should be happy tonight. They won. Did they win? whoop de doo Yeah. Overtime, 129-119. That's, that's, that's great. Who who couldn't... who? Look, I, I, of course, everybody feels bad for the one guy, Isaiah Thomas. It's the worst thing ever. His sister died right before the season started in a car accident. Just the absolutely inconceivably horrible. But he's like, I just like, so I have a hard time rooting against the Celtics with him, but those other Celtics sure, sure bring it back, uh, for how to get, how to root against, uh, the Celtics. Those other guys. Marcus Smart. Oh, brother. And I know this is kind of an unpopular opinion, uh, especially since I'm from Illinois, but I'm kind of happy to beat the Bulls because I'm not a fan of uh, management right now. Well, look. You got all those championships. You, you, You don't get to say anything ever. I agree. Thanks, buddy. Who's good here, Mamacita? Two? Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi. This is Austin from Alaska. Austin from Alaska. What's up, Austin? How much? How you doing? I'm good. 
I was calling in about uh, ideas for your feud. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking uh, we could do a uh, season with you uh, versus every other podcast that you don't like. What, what other podcasts don't I like? Uh, hamburger Men. Oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember the name of it. Hamburger Men, where they, they'll be like, well, I think the... Uh... The, uh, I was not happy with the little uh, cups that the ketchup was uh, that you could put the ketchup in at this uh, Hardee's. Uh, I found the cups to be uh, flimsy, and I was worried the ketchup would uh, would start to leak through at a point. But that's fine. Look, those guys are making more money than God. Best show's doing well too. Best show's doing well now too, because you know why? That's the only thing separating us. From the from the from the the sea of filth is this Patreon. I want to look at this, see what these hamburger men are doing. God help me, I think they have a Patreon too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. Good for them. Go help Patreon. Go help the the the, the hamburger men too. Well, your Patreon's not doing bad. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. We're only just getting started. Get ready. We're only getting started. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Doc. Yeah. What do I have to be thankful for this year? A lot of stuff. Good and Poochie, my dog. Greatest dog ever. I won my fantasy basketball league handily. After being in the playoffs, the finals, for three years running, I make the finals a fourth consecutive year. Unheard of, by the way. Unheard of. Rolled to the championship. Yeah. In the face of some of these other guys in the league, there's this guy, uh, not Giamatti, at not Giamatti. Former champion. Doesn't wear it well. That's all I can say. I'm not going to put this guy down. Just didn't wear it well. Didn't wear, was not graceful about his victory. Trumpian, I would say. The way he did it. Me, I wear it well. I won the thing. Means I'm the greatest ever. Four years in a row in the finals. Winning, finally. Untouchable. Wally Wacky Man would be good for a, uh, for a, uh, some sort of, uh, Wally Wacky Man versus Gary the Squirrel. Oh, see, Claire O'Kane just flagged me. Guess I'm not going to be working with Bill Nye now. Gotta flap my gums about that. There goes that chance. You did it again, Tom. You're not going to be working with Bill Nye. Fold the week. And this let's uh, let's lay this uh, one on the table. This Matt from Oakland who calls. Who thinks that's the real guy in in uh Blink 182? 
I don't know anymore. What do you think, Mike? I think it's a trick. I'm starting to think it's a trick now. Yeah. What's that? You think it's him. I think it's a trick. I'm feeling like it's a trick. Best show. Hey, it's Paul from Saratoga, PA. Paul from Pennsylvania. What's up, buddy? Hey, I was going to talk about TSOL. Remember that band from L.A.? Yes, True Sons of Liberty. That's right. Um, there was, there's kind of a feud where not only did uh, Joe Wood take over as the singer, but he also married the ex-singer's sister. Wait, say that again. Uh, not only did Joe Wood take over for the original singer, but he ended up marrying his sister, and there was a, quite a feud going on there. I mean, it's not, it's not Game of Thrones where he conquered the kingdom and then and claimed his sister. Sister clearly would want to get married. Right? right. But, well, you know, great music with both versions of the band. But also, you know, a little bit of... But what's the controversy? Well, let me in on the controversy here. <laughs> the controversy? That the guy, the guy married the is, is, is the other guy's sister. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but so you don't even like know what the controversy is. I know what the controversy is. Controversy is like fans of the band are usually fans of the original incarnation of it. Um, but I think the Joe Wood stuff is a lot better. So they don't like the fact that this new dude's the singer, and. That he he married who now? It's so confusingly not uh, uh, uninterestingly confusing somehow. Yeah, I guess so. So just so who did he marry? Just let me help me help me out here, please. Well, I guess it was like the early to mid eighties. He married the original when they were like a punk, whatever, hardcore kind of band, um, and they went kind of in the hair metal version, which is still good. Sounded like the cult. It was cool. Uh, that's kind of where... Um, well, I guess they come back together uh, years later and everybody was like, oh, all that you know, 80s hair metal stuff was bad, but I think it's some of their best stuff. So. Okay, well... Oh, I, I truly did not mean to hang up on that guy. Oh, no. Uh, that, I, I swear to... God, that was an accident. That was not meant to happen. Oh, no. I've done it. I do it plenty of times meaning to do it. Didn't mean to hang up on that guy. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to hang up on you. Well, that said, not a great episode of uh, Feud. Maybe not a great season. When the guy... Marries the sister of the other member of the band. What are we doing here? Phones are empty. Phones are empty. This is unbelievable. Is this where we're at now? That's all right. I appreciate it. it means people ain't calling uh, willy-nilly.
That detective, I'm telling you. You should have seen that guy. Spetsky. Spetsky can't stop my mail. I fired him last week. This is where you know it's at. When you hear Mike saying to the person, to the people calling in, why did you call? So why did you call? Oh, this should be a great call. Best show, hi. Hello? Yes, hi. Yeah, you're on. Hey! Oh, oh, me? Yes. Oh, hey. How's it going? Well, what's your name, Chief? Uh, my name's Ryan. Where are you calling from, Ryan? I'm calling from Spearfish, South Dakota. South Dakota. How's everything going in South Dakota tonight? Well, the air is brisk, and, well, not a lot's going on, like usual. What are you worried about there? Landslides? What is it? Avalanche? Mm. What's the What's the big fear in South Dakota? What is it? Moose stampede? Well, well actually, about? I ran into a herd of uh, elk today. That was kind of kind of spooky. Uh, there's mountain lions. Uh. So you're worried about getting bit by a mountain lion? Yeah. Well, I guess they. What they like to do is attack from behind, and so you really have to really have to watch your back in the Black Hills. I'm so ready for you to say something stupid. You don't know. I could not be more. And this is not to say you are stupid or you're going to say something stupid. There's something about your rhythm that makes you feel like this guy's uh, this guy's up to something. Ryan. Hey Ryan, yeah. what do you, two pals just talking, me and you. What have you been doing tonight? Right? You can well, say, smoking a little bit of that old. Right? You can say it, right? Uh, what are you no, doing? not you at hitting all. You hitting that bong, right? Right? No, no. What's the name of your favorite bong? What do you call your favorite bong? You can say it. Mm. Say it on the air. Oh, I don't, I don't have a favorite bong. They're all your favorite. He's like your children. You can't can't pick a favorite child. Oh God. So what's going on, buddy? You seem you seem anguished. Well, I'm just uh studying for some finals. For what? And, uh, what's what what school are you going to? Oh you know, the the one. The the one No, I don't know. Uh, what are you being so fake? What are you? What are you worried about getting in trouble? No. Are you in college? Yeah. And what are you studying for? What do you? What do you? What do you want to be, Ryan? I am studying alien abductions and uh, paranormal activities. Well, the, the what, this sounds like a great school. Who, who's the teacher? The George Nori? Who? Major Ed Dames? Right. What's your? What's your? What are you minoring in Mel's Hole? What are, what's going on here? <laughs> Art Bell you? Oh. Alien abductions. Okay, let's talk about alien abductions. Okay. Tell me about them, please. I'd like to hear, I, I seriously would like to hear about an alien abduction. 
Mm. What kind of animal do you think think we're dealing with? Greys? You think we've got greys running around amongst us? Are they amongst us? The aliens? Well, I guess. I guess you could say that. Well, uh, give me give me your opinion. I want to hear it. Uh, uh, I don't want to. Oh, then drop dead. Seriously. I don't want to. Go away. I never came so close to cursing on the air. Oh, my God. I'm going to say this. If this is the product I'm putting forth to you, the Patreon listener, I owe you an apology. If this last 45 minutes, it is not representative, I owe you an apology. The the best show listener, I'm going to do right by you? Sure. Am I tired? Yeah, I'm tired. I ain't slept in t- two days. I did the show last night, the, the, the Scott Rogowski show. I started packing mail orders as soon as I got home to get out the Patreon stuff. Yeah, I was packing those, and then I didn't sleep well. I was kept having dreams of Dick Clark blowing me off, Dick Cavett blowing me off. I tell you, where does this guy think about it? Seriously, oh, he's a great talk show host, is he really? No, just because he talked to people who who are dead now. That's the only. That's the only reason we like him, because he's still here. I'll give I'll give him credit. He did some great interviews. He talked to, to to John Lennon, right? You don't think I could talk to John Lennon if he was still around? God, blew me off. You should have seen. He couldn't even look me in the eyes. He ducked past me. Should have gone out during a segment, done the ice bucket challenge right on his head, right? Drop a cold bucket of ice water on his head. How tall is he? He ain't, he ain't tall. That's not a problem, though. God made us all uh, diff- different, Mike. Think, oh, yeah, he's intimidated. Yeah. He had two guys with him, two like muscles. I'm surprised they didn't throw me out of the backstage area. Yeah, he had some sort of muscle with him. I wonder if they're just scoping things out. If they talk into their wrists. Best show. Chica checking in, Papa. Oh, my goodness. Look who it is. It's BB from Las Vegas, one of my favorites. How are you, BB? I rule. I rule. I rule all that I survey. You rule all that you survey? Yes, sir. I was talking to somebody a few days ago, and they said, you know who my favorite caller on the whole show is? And I was like, let me guess. And they said, uh, okay, go ahead and guess. And then I named, uh, two people and then named you and they were right, uh, they're like, yeah, baby, greatest caller. I thought Hannah was pretty sweet though, man. The little For kid? 12 year old. She was, um, quite aware. No, that was a good kid. Yeah. She's a doll. Yeah. What's going on in Las Vegas tonight? Well, nothing in particular. Um, not right now. Uh, it's kind of quiet. Uh, the NAB show just ended. That's right. NAB? What's that? 
National Association of Broadcasters. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, it's just a big uh, grease vest. Yeah, used to used to be where I, the field I worked in. Not anymore. I'll be at some aluminum siding convention. Me and AP Mike, right? Maybe that's what we should do, Mike. Good old like Tin Men, right? Tin Men. We'll go. We'll drive around selling aluminum siding. Who? Ronnie Dangerfield. Who's Ron? Ronnie Dangerfield. Rodney, Ro- oh Rodney Dangerfield, he did. I'm going the other way. I'm go- He went from selling aluminum siding to working in the entertainment. I'm going the other way. It's good to diversify. <laughs> yes, I have a diverse portfolio. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and um. An oxacetylene uh, blowtorch welding kit. That's what I would. What I need to have in my trunk. Yeah, you gotta ha- always gotta have one of those. Why? Well, um, first of all, you can repair anything that falls off your car, and if you get bored, you can fill an air mattress with it and then set it on fire, and it blows up and it shakes the ground. <laughs> if you get bored, then you blow. I don't know if I've ever gotten so bored that I'm just like, oh, I'm bored. I think I, what should we do? Man, I blow up that. Uh, let's, let's start pumping some uh, flames into that air mattress. I don't know. You can people blow up abandoned cars like that. I'm reading this book, Count of Monte Cristo. It's taking me so long. I think that's part of why I'm in a bad mood. I feel like I'm frozen in this book. Like I can't. I'm reading this thing. It's so slow going because I'm. I've been so busy. I haven't had a chance to read it. Then I go back and read it, and I move. Uh, Twenty. Twenty-five. Twenty-five pages. Uh, I'm on page six hundred fifty. Another. It's five hundred eighty pages to go. It's the same guy who wrote the. Uh Three Musketeers? Yeah, it is. Was this this, this, this big follow-up? Which one came first? I don't know. Good heavens. What am I going to do, baby? Just think. Should I make another run at the biz? There's no no role for me. I, heck, um... Do I pick myself back up off the mat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's an excellent idea. You're a young man. Do I throw myself back in? Do I, or do I work on other stuff? What if I just wrote a book? What if I worked on writing a book? I told television to just did, jump in a lake, <laughs> right? I, I meant to ask you. I I know my uh, DMs aren't really very coherent. But have you ever tried um, Windows 7? What is that? Uh, voice to text? Like, uh. No, dictating. I haven't. I have not tried it. Does, how, how, do you, how do you feel about it? Well, um, I found it, uh, well, I used it, and 
I got three. They got three hundred ninety-two pages out of me. So, and these mitts aren't typing. You know that. And I just, I just flap my gums, and it just records it all and transcribes it. Yeah, yeah. You have to um, insert commas, periods. You know, you have to remember to verbally speak the uh, punctuation mark you want. If I do that, I feel like I'm going to feel like what's his face, like uh, like Alan Partridge when he's driving around talking into his uh, little mini cassette recorder, saying, uh, mm-hmm. "A show where Rutger Hauer is a futuristic policeman." Like I feel like that's where I'm heading if I start with that. Maybe I got to do it though. Maybe I got to do it. I wanted you to give it a try. Uh, it's the only problem that I have with it is it's very sensitive. And if I'm using it and then Dave comes back and he walks by me, it will go but, 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 but. Because that's him walking by. His footprints, yeah. Well, he does have a very weird walk, though, we can both admit. It it does sound like but, 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 but. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. BB. Yes, sir? Hi, you, you, you're such a great person. Hey, thank you. You, you. you know what? Uh-huh. You just made me feel a little bit better. And then we'll keep going. And I do, I will say this. I owe everybody an apology for the last hour of radio. I do. I owe you all an apology. If that's what I bring to the table, it's sick and shameful. I will make this hour up to you. With the greatest single hour. And mark my words with this. Next week. Next week, you, the best show listener, will be subjected. Not subjected, rewarded by... What? Mike with his notes. Mamacita, what did that note say again? Mamacita, what did that note say again, please? Please, Mamacita, bring the note back. Oh, thank thank you, Mamacita. If anything came out of tonight, it's that... I'm not going to stop calling Mike Mamacita until it sticks. Like Wingman. Wingman's sticking. Wingman is, um, well, it's a little more to the point. Yeah, but I will say this. It was very loaded for Mike to just bring up Wingman. Because Pat, Pat asked everyone... It, one by one, he said, please, can you not call me wingman? It's very hurtful. And then Mike just brought it up. Mike just put it back into the discussion. Wingman. Just pick the scab off. Yeah, that's how Mike does it. Oh. All right, baby. I appreciate the call. You're great. You know what you are? If you were a band, baby. Yeah. You would be. Construction time again, era Depeche Mode. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you. Not Alphaville. Hey, Not Alphaville. Huh? Not Alphaville. Oh, man. they're You know what? They're coming to the U.S. I have to eat my words. <laughs> they're coming back. Yep. They're five cities thus far. You said they would never do it. Well, I did not believe... I will say this, mm-hmm. since you use that software and you can tell it to print, yes, you literally can't eat your words. 
I love it. You have, I have something. I do have something I have to drop on you. Okay, what's uh, that? Dave, there's a feud for you that he thought. Johnny Carson, uh, Joan Rivers. That would be, oh my God, that would be. Both passed on. That would be fantastic. Territory. Johnny Carson, and, uh, Joan Rivers. I'm would an be, Adventure Time geek, so I always thought, I also thought Gene's, I'm sorry, I thought uh, Jake's brother sounded a little familiar to me. Yeah. Jermaine. Just a little. A little bit. Maybe you heard uh, the dulcet tones. Yeah, the kid, that guy. Kid gets in the booth, lays it down. You do. All right, baby. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Love you, fella. I love you too. Bye. Bye. Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Mary Houlihan. Oh my goodness. As I live and breathe. <laughs> it's Mary Houlihan. What's up, my dude? The Empress of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Mary Houlihan, the Empress. I um I forgive you for the last hour. You forgive me for the last hour. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm not looking for forgiveness. It sucked. It sucked and I'll own it. Is it good for certain mm -hmm. people in a perverse way? Yeah, it is. I like the guy that went to UFO college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually, but he didn't want to talk about it. He was, he sounded legitimately anguished about whether to talk <laughs> about things and then was just like, eh, uh, I'd rather not. Wow. Yeah. So what are you doing, Mary Houlihan, comedian at Mary Houlihan? Oh, <laughs> not much. I was doing some painting, but then I was tired of painting, so now I'm just sitting around. How's your visor? I saw a picture of you with the world's largest visor. It's true. I'm very concerned about the sun because I'm very fair, and... I have some great baseball caps, but their brims just aren't big enough. So I got myself a real big brimmed visor with a bow in the back. And do you wear that visor out and about? No, I've only worn it inside so far. Now this visor is so big, it looks like your <laughs> it looks like your head is being eaten by Donald Duck. Yeah. It looks like I'm a baby wearing a normal-sized visor. <laughs> it's so huge, this visor. How how big? <laughs> that thing must be 18 inches long. I hope. <laughs> Mary, mm -hmm. you're all right. You're all right. Why don't you come back down to the studio sometime? Okay, I've been meaning to um, give you chocolate, but now I'm scared to mail it because I think it's too warm out and that the chocolate will melt and that maybe your dog will eat it. First of all, my dog's not going to eat the chocolate. She's not a moron. <laughs> she knows not That's to not eat chocolate. That's not how it works. <laughs> my dog doesn't even have time to eat chocolate with the stuff I feed her. Hmm. 
Okay, so I'll give you chocolate um, in real life. Yes. Let's figure you coming back down, because it's always fun when you're here. Almost, I like it. Oh, almost all of the staff loves it when you're here. One of the guys out there <laughs> is not so crazy about it. I will talk to him before. Me and Studio are in a feud. Feudio. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hooli Dudio Feudio. Ooh oh wee. <laughs> Ooh wee Dudio Feudio. That sucks. <laughs> it really does. I told you it sucked. This show sucks. No. <laughs> and you were a part no. of it. You were one of the it's architects so of the sucking. <laughs> All right. No way. Hey, look. If the visor fits. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also wanted if, well, to say that Well, if the visor like fits, feet. you don't want to wear it because you only like visors that are meant for people with with the Easter Island-sized heads. Mm-hmm. So what else did you want to say? Um, I really like Steed, so shout out to Steed. Shout out to Steed. Yeah, people are putting your visor pictures on uh, Twitter <laughs> now. Did you see this visor, uh, Mamacita? Okay, well, never. I don't care about you seeing it, honestly. Shout out mm-hmm. to Steed. Great. Thank you, Mary Hooley. Look, Mary Hooley, you're awesome. I hope to see you soon. You're awesome. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Best show. Final calls. Hello? Hi. Yes, hi. Hey, Tom. Hey, to whom am I speaking? This is, uh, this is Levon from... British Columbia, Canada. Levon, what's going on, Levon? Well, I have a topic for, uh, or a subject for the topic tonight. The feuds. It's, uh, pardon me? What is the subject? Um, Pete Kember versus Jay Spaceman from Spaceman 3. Oh my god, you want to see a Spaceman 3 season of feud. That would be... Very dull. I don't know. I think it'd be great. But, yeah. I'd love to see it. The two dudes in space. They'd argue about Vox guitars, stuff like that. Then finally, they they team up to say that the guy selling their records on Record Store Day doesn't have (laughs) legal right to do so. And then they immediately walk that back. Yeah. And then that's it. Thanks, buddy. Best show. Hi. Best show, you're on. Hello. Hi. Best show. You're here. Let's do this. Now, good riddance. Best show, final call. Hey, it's Stephen Philly. Big W. W tonight. Oh, Every no, night. W. That sucked. It sucked, bro. I know when it sucks. And this sucked. W. Yeah. Every night, Tom. You're nice to say that, but you're, you're wrong. It sucked. Well, you're du- to W in my book, sir. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. But you know what?
I don't know if that's a W. I I, I, I certainly couldn't label that a W. Yeah, it wasn't. Why? I don't know. I'm not doing half-hour power either. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go home. Finish packing these orders. And piece it back together. Move it forward. And not a great, not a great one. I was not great. I was off my game. I'll admit it. I know it. I ran my mouth. I flapped my gums about who's good and who's bad. And then this is what I bring to the table. Who the F am I? Who the F am I? Right, Mike? You don't have to say yeah to that. Yeah. Yeah, really. I don't know. I thought I had it figured out. Trying to get it all done. It's hard. It's hard when you're trying to get it done. Got a lot of elements, a lot of moving pieces. Trying to get the best show and turn it into something. But you know what? Sometimes it doesn't add up. Not rested. Tired. Limp into the finish line here. These mail orders are killing me, but you know what? They're going to be done soon. And you know what? When they're done, then, then we get to say we all move forward. Then, I can do the best show with a fresh outlook. Then, but we're not there yet. Now, this is where we're at. Metal machine music, my friends. All day, every day. Side two, baby. He had a top ten album, Lou Reed. And then this is what he brought to the world. Two discs of amplifier noise. Is it great? You know what? It is great. Was it the worst thing he could have done in his career at that point? Yup. But it happened. He did it. And now we have this. Squeaks and squalls of true horror. Metal machine music. This is what it sounds like right now. Will it sound different soon? Yeah, it will. But right now... Right now you're listening to a guy who's now a little down, climbing his way back. Am I back? No. Am I at the bottom? Yeah, I think so. Do I see upward? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who cares? Next week I make it up to you. Next week.
And next week it will be something else. The squall will be over. And only then will the show be back on target. Until then, good night.